Live from Brooklyn, New York, this is Stay Busy with Armand Sadler. gentlemen welcome to another edition of stay busy with armand sather where we have responsible discussions on the music business and the music culture i am your host armand sather the founder of ball nigga ballers the sultan of short king spring the connoisseur of calves out the terramana terrorist wow that's crazy i'm i'm activated i'm recovering and so i'm activated to compensate for the recovery that i'm enduring talk about it Thankfully, I am here with some great people. I know I don't do the show alone. Co-host, Penn Early. <laughs> what it is. The great <laughs> golden <laughs> child. Yeah. How I'm, you feeling, my brother? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling hydrated, melanated, and elevated today. You know, mm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling really, okay. really good. Um, this might be the first of Stay Busy's history where we have an irresponsibly responsible discussion today. Just given the vibes <laughs> of the pre-show. 100%. Given, given the powering 100%. 100%. from Terramana here. <laughs> yeah. Our good friend Terramana on the <laughs> table here. This might be, yes. But yeah. what's up, y'all? Nick Early. Co-host and executive producer, stay busy. Very, very glad to be here. We have some really, really hilarious brothers here. Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, articulate yet hilarious. <laughs> I like this that. is going to be very like fun. Timeline terrorists. Uh, before we get into who our, our esteemed guests are, we want to thank our guests from last week, Active Entertainment Groups, Seun and Kwa, uh, for giving us a great episode. A lot of great insight for artist managers. Make sure you tap into that. Tune in. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube, of course. The button is here. So click that. Like it. Share. Subscribe. All that good stuff. Uh, congrats to our guy, Nasset on securing that Grammy yes, sir. Best I Melodic sense. Rap Performance Kanye West Hurricane featuring Lil Baby in the weekend. If you haven't checked out our interview on Upper Ox, my debut, make sure you tap into that. Make sure you tune into All Busy Sessions. Episode 6 featuring Mia J is still available along with her performances and we have previous episodes and our YouTube clips of the new music chat and other things from our episodes. So make sure that you subscribe to that once again. Click the button. Gotta shout out our executive board, Kieran Hurley, our VP of everything the man you cannot see but you can feel. Shavonda Shields, our VP of engagement. And Aaliyah Simone, our VP of data and analytics. Now, to get into our guest this week, these two gentlemen are very near and dear to my heart. One of my favorite group chats that I maintain a presence in. Um, I've never told them this, but I think of them as the devil and the angel on my shoulder. And I'm going to let y'all decide who is who by the end of the episode. The first guy I'll introduce resides in Providence, Rhode Island, and wants you to debate the uglier you in the mirror. All day, every day. He's putting up numbers on the Uprock staff, interviewing the likes of Majid Jordan, Money Long, Eric Bellinger, Nija, Sid, and many, many more. He's also got got the resume handy. In Revolt, Pitchfork, and Two Dope Boys. Now, despite being or not being the devil on my shoulder, this guy's an amazing friend, a necessary presence in our writing community, and genuinely hilarious. Now, our second guest 
young brother from New Jersey, who's probably eating more than your favorite writer. He's probably your favorite writer's favorite writer. Uh, he just recently became a staff writer at Complex, but also has bylines in Billboard, Variety, Vulture, Vibe, Kazi Magazine, and more. I love this guy because I see the passion in him that I see in myself. Uh, these two gentlemen are young, but doing more than people twice their age could even sniff. They're two-thirds of JAW, which stands for Journalists Always Working. We got... Dennis Wongman and Jordan Jordan, a.k.a. Wongo Okan and Jordan Rose, my brothers. How y'all the feeling? The intro is crazy. Fire intro. 10 out of 10. I like that. Wow. You know I do. That's no, tough. This is a writer's pod. Yeah. First one up. How you doing? I'm chilling, bro. Happy to be in the city. Happy to be on the show. Yes, sir. Happy to be with my niggas. Yeah, man. All that, bro. It's lit. It's a vibe. It's beautiful feeling, outside. You know. It is. You know what I'm saying? It's... It, it's a Saturday, yeah. you know, the, I don't drink this clear shit, but the clear shit kind of touching me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Straight, I'm like, <laughs> Straight thoughtery. Survive, yeah. bro. Yeah. Survive. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We have an amazing interview coming with our, uh, our guests later on, but before we do that, I want to thank you all for tuning back in once again, whether you like interviews or album reviews, drinking straight or mixing with juice, Apple Music or Spotify, and birthday song or no lie. Gentlemen. For the writers here, interviews or album reviews? Ooh, interviews or album reviews? Hmm. Damn, that's a good question. That is a good question. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I'd say obviously it depends, but like I think generally, um, you know, I'll let you answer first. <laughs> That's tough. I'm going to go with album reviews just mm-hmm. because I enjoy um, being able to, like, share my own perspective mm-hmm. um, on a given, you know, on a given project. Uh, when you have interviews, it's kind of like you got to ask the right question yeah. to be able to get, like, a new perspective. Or, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you'll get kind of the same thing that they said in other interviews. But, like, with album reviews, that's just you. That's how you see the music. Yeah. And, you know, there's a smaller chance of being able to, you know, get mixed up or have something similar with someone else. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just being able to show my own perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's really close with me, but I'd probably say interviews just because I love, like, finding some real random specific shit yeah. that uh, they may have brought up, year, like, years ago in an old interview they forgot about. Mm-hmm. Or they never, they've never even talked about yeah. that. Like, you know when you ask somebody that and, like, their eyes light up and they're like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. I didn't even think yeah. I was going to be talking about this. Mm-hmm. That's always the dopest for me. Yeah. And, like, seeing or, or listening back to my interviews um, when I'm transcribing them and hearing how uh, an artist will slowly, like, open up over yeah. the course of, like, the interview. Like, by the middle, t- middle point, they'll be, like, actually open for conversation yeah. and pass kind of, like, the PR bullshit. Um, that's always dope for me. But they're both really close, but I, I probably yeah. say interviews. Okay. Wait, when you transcribe your interviews, do you listen to yourself ask the questions? Like, so I kind of skip past my shit. I'll be right Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard myself talk. A lot of people like, hate hearing months. themselves. Yeah, it's, interesting. I, it's, it's bad. Unless I like, just make sure I get my question right, because sometimes I'll be like, you know when you be freestyling, yeah. you ask a question mm. that's not exactly how you wrote it down. Yeah, yeah, that makes so sense. just in case I miss some shit when I'm writing a BFX, I hate hearing myself Absolutely. ask the questions. That shit's terrible. <laughs> for you as an artist and as a reader, do you prefer reading interviews or album reviews? Interviews for me, mm. because I like hearing the story. I like... It, directly it, from it, the source. Yeah, I like to hear what goes behind songs or yeah. how like we were talking about the, the, the record we're going to talk about in a second, yeah. like how that came together, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's something you get from an interview. You don't get that mm-hmm. from a review, which is, is you know, is 
It depends yeah. on they, but like, yeah, I love hearing the stories about behind the the scenes. Mm-hmm. Stuff, so. anyway. It's it's interesting. I think I prefer doing album reviews, but and I I because I feel like album reviews take a little more effort from mm-hmm. my end. Like mm-hmm. interviews, you prep for it. So what I do, I've I've talked about this before. I prep. Like, I watch their old interviews. I write a list of questions. The day of the interview, I don't look at the list of questions at all. I go all natural, like, all freestyle, the whole thing. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. um, so a lot of prep goes into it, and mm-hmm. then it just it's a conversation. And then it kind of writes itself, the interviews, I feel like. like right. You just have to do the good intro, but then everything else is transcribing. Album reviews, you, you have to write can conceive the whole thing yourself. Facts. And so I look at it more challenging. So that's yeah. kind of why I like album reviews a little more. I feel like they take a little more effort on my end. 100%. Um, real quick, drinking straight or mixing with juice? Listen, I drink Hennessy. So, oh, that's a so I, like, let me, let, first let me just put that, that out there, okay? Liver, this the isn't problem. sponsored by Hennessy, but I drink Hennessy, okay? Yeah. Like, for real. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, nah, nah, because you know, the, the Henny, you know, I get it. Gets it. a lot of slander. I get for the no heavy slander. You know what I'm for saying? For plenty reasons. No, listen. <laughs> I get it. You feel me? But it's forsaken their their past. That, oh, we all <laughs> drink Hennessy. We all drink Hennessy. Bro, you know you was fucking with Hennessy at one point in your life. And yeah, I, and when I found something better, I left that shit in the past. Man, it's like, bro, Hennessy is like that so family cool. member where it's like, yeah, like they it's may not. have some fucked up opinions, but like <laughs> that's still it. your family. <laughs> that's still your family. Hennessy, okay. Hennessy is not no family. Oh, Hennessy, bro, Hennessy is cousin. like <laughs> Hennessy's like when you wasn't like as wavy as you are like right now as a person. Mm. Hennessy's like the girl that you could get for the type of waviness <laughs> that you had. <laughs> oh, so once you when, once you leveled up your waviness, That's you crazy. left Hennessy. Oh you left Hennessy. Not Hennessy Mob, the singer. Shout out Hennessy, the singer. Go She's scream great. all for nothing. It's out now. But Shout you left Hennessy and you went to something better like Duce. Yo, so you better. switched and you went light. Yeah. Like Yo, everyone should That's do. crazy. There yeah. was a girl, you know what? Actually, never mind. <laughs> back, to <laughs> back to your original question. That was going to end so bad. Next. Your... Apple Music or Spotify? <laughs> Spotify. Spotify. Apple Music? Are you shitting me? Yeah, disgusting. It's I big Apple Music both, over here, honestly. bro. Okay. I got beef with both, and I switch between them, like, mm. constantly. I don't even um, have Spotify. Apple be doing some, like, weird, like, shit, and it be pissing me Thank off. You, and Spotify, it's too hard to, like, download songs that... Shit like mp3s tripping. and like mixtapes and stuff but if i gotta pick one for the sake of the argument it's apple music because that's what i'm fucking with right now okay all right all right and lastly two chains i gave you some hell last week so i wanted to make it up to you by uh talking about some of your classic records birthday song or no lie that's a really good question like i don't know like mm-hmm. where you got that but that's a really good question mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i don't know why i have to pick between birthday song for me yeah i was gonna two say beautiful song, things so. But I think I'm going to go with birthday, birthday song, too. Oh, wow. Well, I guess I'm in the minority here. No lie for me. Mm. I, maybe it's the Drake bias, though. It could be the Drake bias. I was going to say it's definitely yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, Ooh, uh, let's jump into our chat. So the Grammys occurred last week. Um, I was I did, actually didn't watch any of it because it was WrestleMania Sunday. And I was <laughs> Lucky. out at the bar. Vibes. Um, so how, how did y'all feel about the Grammys, gentlemen? Gentlemen, I didn't watch it. I've learned to keep my expectations with the grammys really low like mm-hmm. i'll have like maybe one or two people that i'm like they should win this if they win this i could give a fuck less about what else happens right jasmine won her awards yeah Facts. so Very happy for i was like you know what that's cool i wish Wizkid would have won mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but he didn't um but outside of that performances were cool shout out to everyone that won mm-hmm. um but yeah i really 
Yeah, just another award show to me at this point. Man, listen, <laughs> man, yo, Cole got nominated. Oh, brother! In every rap category, every one of them, all five, he mm. was nominated for a different song off off season. And I didn't think he was gonna pull all of them, mm-hmm. but the fact that he didn't win one mm-hmm. really grinds my gears. What's, re- what's the one that he should have won? He should have won the one that that fucking Family Ties won. What was it? Uh, was rap, that song of the year? Oh, rap performance. Yeah, best rap performance. I'm bugging. I think. I don't know. But, um, you know, Shut that it grinds my gears. But like, you know, like like you just said, I fuck with Jasmine. I'm really glad that she she walked away with hardware. That was dope. Um, the Grammys are like, you know, it's funny to me because it's like, you know, every year it feels like it's the same fucking discourse. Like, Oh, the streets don't give a fuck about the Grammys mm. until you win a Grammy yeah. and everybody no, gives a matters. fuck about the Grammys. It, it you feel matters. me? It always matters. Like, it niggas matters. always say they don't, they don't give a fuck it about matters. the Grammys until they're nominated yeah. and win one. And yeah. then they're up there on the stage Absolutely. talking about some, they was all going to wonder what I was going to do if I didn't yeah. win. I guess we'll never know. So it's <laughs> right. like, you know, it's yeah. it's interesting. But um, mm-hmm. I missed it too. I didn't even watch the shit live mm-hmm. this year. It's, it's, isn't that crazy that we, like, we've missed it and we don't? It's not like, oh shit, I feel like I missed they out. They waited it's too like, long. It's, it's whatever. It's just yeah. too long. Yeah. Dude. And it was a busy yeah, ass weekend. Was supposed to Final Four, WrestleMania. Facts. Um, Dreamville. Was Dreamville. Dreamville Fest. Was that like, that's too? nuts. That's absolutely nuts. Um, yeah, it was too much. But uh, yeah, shout out to Silk, Silk Sonic too. Clean sweep. They Facts. won every category they were nominated for. Glad to see Jasmine win. Shout out. Um, happy for Nasa. And Nasa actually uh, echoed your sentiment. Like him being an, an independent producer, didn't sign a publishing deal. He's like, of course you want a Grammy. You want that recognition. Like whoever says right. that they don't care is cat. So to hear from someone who has kind of rejected all of the industry norms, but mm-hmm. is still playing the game, it's like right. I, I know everyone cares. Right. Everyone cares. Mm-hmm. You have to. Literally. That's that's the music Super Bowl. It is. Literally. Every, everyone plays a sport to win. It is. Come on now. Like so it. Yeah, it's it's an interesting conversation. But yeah, the Grammys happen, I guess. <laughs> uh new music. What a fucking release weekend. So Sheesh. much is out. We're not gonna be able to touch on everything, but we're going to touch on a lot. Let's begin with Be a featuring J. Cole, London single. How do we feel about London, fellas? Slap. Don't let me start. Woo! <laughs> Man, that boy Cole. Yo, yo, Cole. Cole gave me a 48 bars, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's fucking crazy, bro. Man, where do we start? Like, yo. <laughs> Let's start with Bia's part because we Cole, we, Cole's Facts. verse is out of here. Yeah. Bia, the hook was cool mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. It, like, not, it, I like Bia's album, like her actual deep cuts. Like I enjoy mm-hmm. her music on that side. Like To me, this was like, oh, it was cool. Like, it, was right. nothing, it was neutral for me. I had a neutral reaction to this, mm-hmm. to this song from her end. Mm-hmm. But Cole sent it to the next planet over. Yeah, I was sitting at uh, sitting at work today, mm-hmm. rewinding, di- dissecting the bars. I was like, nah, I gotta read this. <laughs> I gotta read this out. It, it, yeah, there's a reason. There's it's... a reason. It's him. I said last week. It was just a clear separation to me on D Day. Mm-hmm. That's why I, you know, I was like, eh, on it. Mm-hmm. It was just like everybody else. Cole <laughs> when he rapped, and it was just it was just clear. Yeah. And for me, it's just like. There's a reason he's him. Mm-hmm. There's a reason he's. Con- it's like, dude, you're you're getting better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, like, that's, that's, you're that's getting what better. He, he tweeted oh. that 
Eve tweeted out this week. He's like, yo, it's crazy. Cole is getting better. So, this like 10 <laughs> plus years in. Oh, you're getting better. Multiple albums wow. in. Nigga, really wow. still bringing it. He's still he's And still he's a crazy hungry. performer, too. He, oh, his, 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 live, he's incredible. It's crazy. One that's of the best I'll, live performances I've ever nigga, seen. Nigga said on DJ, nigga said, that's why I treat a drive to the hood like I walk through the woods. Got a stick that I take with me. Bro, listen, listen, bro. Mm. Listen. Uh, if y'all don't know, I'm a Cole stand. That's why mm-hmm. I got It's a goat. You know what I'm saying? You get the agenda. here. And, um, Yuck. You know, that yeah. verse, like, bro, like, Cole's really, like, on a feature run that is something crazy. Another one. Another like, one. An- like, bro, Another this Waterboys, mm-hmm. like, bro, he's been, go- the Johnny P's caddy. Yeah. With fucking Benny. Stress, like, stressed with Thug. Stressed with Thug. Like, even... Even even fucking poke it out while like oh yeah like, yeah yeah oh yeah that person yeah, that, that, like, that, 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 that one shouldn't be for guy yeah, like, like, yeah oh yeah that fire. one too that's a good ass verse he's like. been going crazy between albums and it's like like yo it, like he's on the off season bro it's like he's he I, I was rewatching the uh, the doc recently mm-hmm. and he said at a point he was like you know he asked himself where does he want to go and is if he ended shit right here if he stopped his career right here would he be happy mm-hmm. with the level he reached and he was like fuck no, no. and the nigga <laughs> just went back to the lab mm-hmm. and went crazy and you can really hear it in these verses like yep. and especially the, like even the things he's specifically saying like we was talking about this earlier before we started recording like on Waterboys and he was like um, please don't get it fucked up from this homeless aesthetic. It's almost like how Hove, like he hears, he, like Cole and Hove aren't really on yep. social media, but they see everything. But they see, they everything. see everything. Like they know, like they hear the comments, the the yeah. memes or whatever. And I love when like niggas subtly address, not even subtly address it in mm. their verses yeah. without like having to send a tweet out or nothing. Nah, it's like, nah, I heard what you said and I'm going to yeah. give it to you in a fucking bar. Address it on wax. I'm going to make she money was, while I address it. Type Always shit. Address right? it on wax. <laughs> but but that's, you're, you're a rapper. Rap about it. Right. And that's why I loved, I loved uh, J. Cole on London. Like, he mm-hmm. absolutely killed that verse. It was crazy. I thought he was just going to lay like 12 or 16 Calm and 16, like keep yeah. it moving and then he just kept going. Yeah. He didn't stop. Kept and I was going. like, oh shit. Like, he really went, he went out of here. I'm cool with B as far. I'm not really like I, I fuck with it, yeah, um, and that's a that track to me is like a big thing. Like being coming out of New England, like mm-hmm. she's from Mass. Oh, uh, one of the producers on the, the song, Aziz the Shake, he's also from mm-hmm. uh, Mass. So like yeah. that's that's a dope ass moment um, mm-hmm. for like the region. But yeah, like I was saying before uh, we started, like I love that Cole is rapping like he's not homeless. Like there was a two. I'm not. I, I've tweeted it. I've said it. Like I'm not even gonna back down. Like I love that he's not doing it because it's like. Like, I get the humble thing. Like, definitely be humble. Like, yeah. don't be on some, like, you know, just over braggadocious shit. That's yeah. fine. But, like, nigga, we know you got it. <laughs> we Talk. know you got it. Still like, on the grind. Come that, like, I don't have a rich. whip. I just bike through the city. Nigga, come on. Come on, <laughs> come on now. <laughs> stop, stop playing with me. Stop. Stop. So, like, I like yeah. that he's now getting into this, like, you know what? Like, I am what I am, and mm-hmm. I've done what I've done. Like, let oh, me just be shit. proud of that, and Absolutely. let me let you niggas know what I've done. Yeah. yeah. For real. So, this, yeah. this, like, feature run... Love it, been enjoying it, and I hope it's not another phase. Like, just do the features, nigga. It's okay. Like, you don't mm-hmm. have to be this and, like secluded shit. And you know what I fuck with even more too. Mm-hmm. And and I hate to, I hate that it always has to come back to to the six god. But you notice how non British artists are kind of are, it's now more top boy in it. It's more cool to adopt the British flow, like mm-hmm. when because when Drake was doing it on War. On fucking only you freestyle. Not even before that, niggas was kind of shit on him. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, 
this and the third for him adopting that kind of grime type of uh, flow. Mm-hmm. And Cole Fake kind of did it a little bit, yeah. not to the same degree that that yeah. Drake did it, but I like how it's it's be, it's more accepted now. Like mm-hmm. niggas, because right. I and maybe I'm in the minority, but like the way that Drake was rapping on War and Only track. You Freestyle. I really fucked with his That's British hard. flow. Yeah. <laughs> like, what you like the only freestyle, yeah. Shit yeah. is heat, you know? Yeah. I, I And I would be, I'm down to hear more of that, kind of that more integration, you know what I mean? I mean, that's dope. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, the, Cole, we uh, we had an interesting conversation before we got to recording. Uh, Nick said that his one of his favorite uh, rap singing <laughs> duos was Jake Cole and Miguel, to mm-hmm. which... Wango presented some opposition, so I wanted he to open. And. I, I, wanted to, I wanted to open the that, floor like to have this discussion, and I want to throw my own rap singing duo out before we dive into it. Drake and Party Next Door, but go ahead. See, that's way think? better than those two. Do you think? Wait, I would take music from Drake and uh, PND over. Cole was talking politics on Come Through. That's, that's one verse. That's a loss. That's a loss of a whole song. I don't want the song now. Now Bro. y'all got two songs. Let's let's find a comparable singer though. To Miguel. Ooh. Uh, wait, 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 why, why can't PND be in the conversation? To Miguel, though? Thank you. I don't it's, know. Not, it's not so much about like singing ability that like makes it. It's just good no, songs. I'm, we can compare the yeah. rap sing duos, but let's compare apples to apples. Because PND can't sing nothing close to Miguel. But that like Miguel's singing ability. It's a different, to like, me, it's a different type of rap sing duo. It's a conscious, if you will, not conscious rapper, but like Cole type rapper. He's his own type. So Cole-ish with a Miguel-ish type sound. That's what I'm saying. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Um, I mean, in we'll that case, it. it would be like Division is in there, but Division don't really do Yeah, features. Division, yeah, they don't, have, they don't have enough collabs, which is crazy. Where's like, the next project at, man? Uh, it should year. be coming this year. I'll mm-hmm. sleep on it. It should be coming this year. They've been, they've been promoting heavy. And, and they're managed by Love Renaissance yeah. now, so like I, I think they're going to be... Pushed oh, even further than they should have been. But uh, let's jump into this next track. Jack Harlow, First Class. We saw snippets appearing all over social media of him sampling Fergie's Glamorous, and the song finally released. I so, will say, I like it. It was a little underwhelming. A little. I expected more from it. Um, and I'm not as excited for Jack Harlow's n- upcoming album, uh, Come Home, The Kids Miss You, as I was for... Um, what was the first one called? I forget what it was called. That, that's, that, what that, that's, what that's what they all say. That's what they all say. These saying. singles aren't hitting for me like What's Poppin' and Tyler Harrow were. Um, I like Jack, but this, this track, it was good. It's not great. It's good. Just good. How about y'all? Man, you know, with Jack, and it, I fuck with Jack. I fuck with Jack Heavy, and I really want him to succeed. Um, But I feel like he, and I think this happens often with like, artists who had a really crazy moment and then like they're able to follow it up with like just being a dope personality so mm-hmm. they don't like fizzle off even when they don't release music yeah mm-hmm. so jack is like this kind of social media figure and also he makes good music um and also he has like this team of drama behind him so mm-hmm. he has like this veteran mind of knowing how to maneuver shit so he knows what he's doing okay. but i feel like he, there's this obviously there's this crazy pressure of like following up uh the What's Poppin', Tyler Hero, and, like, Route 666. Like, there's a lot of yeah. tracks on that album that really performed well. Already he Best Friends. Toured well. Love Is Dro. And I feel mm-hmm. like Love Is Dro is heat. Yeah. Um, even the joint with him and Adam Levine was heat off that album. Yeah. So it's like, yep. mm-hmm. I feel like he's... 
and because now that there's so many more eyes on him because mm-hmm. he's this like social media personality. Grammy nominated too. Grammy nominated has so many more followers now, has gotten recognition from the likes of I mean, he was on his fuck, he was on Donda too. So mm-hmm. like he has all this shit. I feel like there's a really a lot of pressure on him. Yeah. And like sampling this shit, he has the money for it. So it's like it was mid, I agree. Like I fake think it was kind of mid, but it was like it it couldn't be an L because it was sampling fucking glamorous. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Someone on Twitter said it's gonna go off when they play Fergie's song and they mix Jackson like in clubs or parties or something. Uh, I was like, okay, I, 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 I can see that. <laughs> yeah. That song without the sample though, it would be whatever. Yeah, like the the sample's yeah. kind of carrying it. I think it's it's just it's calm. Um, not I like Nail Tech more. I actually mm-hmm. really fuck with Nail Tech. Um, but yeah, I mean, he did what he had to do with the sample. Mm-hmm. It worked. Um. I'm sure this. Oh, it's the fourth song on the on the album. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious to see how it fits with the rest of the album, like mm-hmm. transition wise and like uh, content wise too. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's something I could listen to. Yeah, it's whatever. Mark, Mark, Chloe. Her next track, "Treat Me." Great video she put out. Jeez. <laughs> Great video she put Chloe? out, man. Yo, Chloe <laughs> Bailey, man. The song, um, it's all right. Right, she. <laughs> that was a crazy it's, intro. It's, touch. Um, her, 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 her tracks recently have not been giving for me. Um, Are you got that bag? It's not giving. It's not giving. It's, not it's giving. giving one thing, but it's not giving. Yeah, it's, like, it is it's, giving one thing for okay. sure. It's it's, it's, it's giving Chloe. one great thing, but um, I don't know. It's just like she. I, I said this before. She's an incredible singer. Yes. Like, Absolutely. incredible singer. Yes, she's beautiful, great body, and they're pushing that, and they're making music that I think accentuates that. But she can get very far just singing Off the as crack. well as she does, I feel. Off the mm. And I think they're memeing and gimmicking the sex mm. symbol nature yes. that she has. Yes. That's my personal take. And yes. I have no problem with women expressing their sexuality. That's amazing. But she's more than that, and it feels like they're only focusing on that and trying to push that. It's my perspective. Yeah, I can go. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. I just it feels I think there's no ramp to it right now. I feel like it was just it was her and her sister, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden she went solo and, and she drops like, she drops her b- just her challenge. Cheeks everywhere. Uh, well, 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 what was that challenge my actually called? The the, the busted challenge? Crazy. Oh, yeah. she, she she drops that and then they just like, oh, well, we got something here. Let's run you know with what I'm this. Saying? I feel like she wants the throne. We can see. I can. We can see it in her eyes. She mm-hmm. wants the throne, right? Yeah. And it's hers alone off the singing ability. Yeah. To me. Yeah. Right. Um, and she can dance. Right. Exactly. So I just. I don't know. I feel like I want to be led on more of a journey. As but mm-hmm. it feels from zero to a, a hundred, like a thousand, really fast. That's for me. It just yeah. feels like I it's agree. just like really quick. I mean, some people could rock with it. Some people not. But I feel like she just like you said the gimmicky thing. I think. Yeah. It's, I don't feel I don't I wouldn't reduce it to gimmicky because it feels purposeful. Yeah. But it, it's just too much. Yeah. To me, I'm just like I'm just like, yeah, it's great. Like it's hey, weird, she's it's, fine. But it's it's like, like I'm I'm not I'm, complaining, but it's like Yeah, but it's she's like the more song's not that. hitting too. Yeah. It's like okay, you know? Yeah. I don't know. What y'all thought? I mean, like, I feel like I, I I like what Armand said about, you know, the memes are like leading the charge. I feel yeah. like yeah, I feel like the in like her rollout plan, it's like the social media push is at the is at top priority. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, you know, I understand. It's twenty twenty two. Yeah, I get it from like a from an analytic analytic and spec standpoint. Facts like 
the more interactions you get via that, via social media, whatever, however social media can take a song, take a visual and push it, will keep your song living longer, um, which I understand. Like, Busted had a crazy shelf life. Mm-hmm. Half because of the song, I think half because of the challenge and the yep. meme and everything that went along with it. Um, but then I think, yeah, what Nick was saying, I think is facts. Like, it comes to the question of like, well, how much are we relying on this? Mm-hmm. And does it supersede the music at a certain point? Um, you know what? It's tricky, bro. Like, I don't know. She's so fine, too, that I feel like it's really <laughs> fucking up my perspective of it. Because, like, from my perspective, I'm so, like, yo, I, I I fuck with the music, and plus, you're really fine. Yeah, like, like, you're it's, really fine. It's, it's weird to, like, complain about this. And we're not complaining. It's just, like, we mm-hmm. recognize she's multifaceted, and it feels like they're focusing on one facet. Facts. And why would you... It's like the 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 uh, analogy I made when Steph was here. If you're yeah. a, if you're a big man who can play the post and shoot threes, why would you only play the post when you have another way to score? Yes, she but, has multiple ways. But she can what score. it's worth though, like especially going back to like her first single, "Have Mercy," it's working. Like that song did well, like radio wise, like, commercially. It's yes, working. it's yeah. working. So like narrative wise though, the narrative around her is a little mixed. It's a little I mixed. Mean, so it's it's I, I so at least for for this song for this song I like it more than Have Mercy. Me too. Um, I think I'm cool with the hook. I think my favorite parts are like the verses and stuff. Like mm-hmm. I I didn't hear any of the verses. I don't know if she teased any of them or like any of that. But all I heard was the hook through like the TikTok videos and stuff. Um, but I like what she did in, in, in the verses and it's a step up. Um, I see her as in this really like. Uh, phase of just really wanting to express herself and just be, you know, her and just let everyone know, like, this is me, this is me, mm-hmm. boom. Uh, whether that, why why there's such a focus on that, maybe because she feel, feels like she's held it in for too long and, like, she just wants to be this or whatever the reason. I'm cool with it for now. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see how it ties together with the project. Yeah. Um, if she drops a project and, like, all of this makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, okay, cool. Like I might have been lost in the first half, mm-hmm. but like the second mm-hmm. half, you did what you had to do. Yeah. Um, but the way I kind of see it is, it's a step up from Have Mercy. Fine. And I'm not talking from this Chloe's my wife thing. Like, you know, <laughs> please don't look up my name and her name. Um, <laughs> His name is Where's Wongo? No, 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 no. I don't. I don't. Where's no, no, no. Wongo? By the time this drops, I'm gonna deactivate. So <laughs> it doesn't even matter. Um, but real shit. Like I, I see the step up, and I hope it continues to yeah. be a step up. I, mm-hmm. I would have loved maybe a little more of a step up, but yeah, uh, yeah I see it. And at the, I'm at the point where I'm like, all right, like. Do what you got to do. Like, uh, I definitely think there's like a social media like angle to like. One hundred percent. That's definitely it's in obvious. mind. I don't know if it's like the foundation and like the middle of everything, but it's definitely in mind. I think for yeah. everyone, it's in mind. Um, but yeah, let me see you drop this project, and then if it's mid, then I'm gonna have to come clean about <laughs> my beloved, my dearest <laughs> Chloe. But if it's uh, not, honesty's then. Key, my brother. Ooh, My wife did it right. <laughs> Let's jump into these little baby tracks. Little baby dropped two new singles right on and in a minute. I believe it was in a minute that had the pound cake sample. Mm-hmm. Or, or, yeah. In a minute, yep. had the pound cake sample. Um, I've made my feelings on little baby very obvious on the podcast, but to any new listeners who might be listening, um, I think he's great. I just think that I Uh-oh. need another project to really solidify him and where people are putting him, and he's getting a little stale to me. Like the the, it's not elevating. 
he's been kind of the same guy. He kills his features. His features are great, but I want something different at this point. He's been in the game for five years, which is crazy to think about, like, because he feels new still, but he's been around for five years. I've been listening for five years. So me personally, I need something new from him. I, I saw the elevation in 2020, but at the end of the day, his songs, even with the pound cake sample, they still sound the same. Like his production's great, but it's not like we get more of little baby, more different little baby on his features. Cause he's jumping into other people's worlds, but musically mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's elevating much me personally so i thought these songs were good like i enjoyed these but i still think i need something different from mm-hmm. little baby i think his next project will be that elevation because I so. like i've yeah i mean when i when i listen to like the little baby on like all of a sudden and then i go to the little baby on like like fit in or like life goes on or like mm-hmm. you know that's 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 a step up and then yeah. you go from um that to i like a street gossip project like i think me too yeah very that. slept on um so that that's it, a step up in its own and then you know my turn as well i mm-hmm. think my turn was constructed and like put together really well and mm-hmm. like very easy to listen through um also being just you're also impressed by like just the work that he put in and like the different directions and like how he's able to pair himself with, you know, different people. Like you have a Uzi track and then right after you have a track with Wayne and like mm-hmm. he doesn't fall off his mark. Yeah. Um I th- yeah. I think I think his next project is is definitely gonna be that stuff up. I in a minute, out of the two tracks, in a minute is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um I like Right On. Right on is cool. Yeah. Uh but in a minute, I'm I'm sure the pound cake sample helps, but yeah. uh, I just like the like the way he's flowing, the way he moves through the track, like that I love it. Um and that that has been the song. Like out of every, everything that I dropped this weekend, that's been the song that's been on repeat for me. So Yeah. Yeah, it's it's good. Like it's kinda like I, I like pizza. I don't want to eat pizza every day unless it's oh, like I do. different. And it's it feels different. like he's giving us the same slice of pizza. Maybe he'll put some pepperoni on it. Mm. Maybe there's some sausage on it. But it just it. feels like I'm eating pizza every day mm-hmm. hearing from Lil Baby. So I just want, bro. Why don't you make make calzone? Make make make. I'll take sauce and dough, like, but just yeah, like you know, just just right. you, yeah. Get what you mean. Give me a little. Give me something a little different. That's it. Yeah, hey, I feel like him. Like what would make him reach another level for me? At least is like kind of like what what you were saying before. I'm on. I just feel like he needs to like at least experiment with a different kind of flow. Because yeah. like one like one artist that comes to mind that I think did this and really elevated in a different way was uh 21 Savage recently mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the features that 21 Savage has been on like mm-hmm. on the mid uh Roddy Rich album on another <laughs> Thank you for calling it mid. <laughs> on another Thank joint you for mid. I forget what it was but he's he, on Gunna's album Gunna's uh, album uh, how, how, you did that? Gunna's. how you did that Yo like the feature like a great 21 he's finding different pockets different flows <laughs> ways that he's rapping that I've yeah. never heard him rap like that yeah, before right. and I 100%. fuck with it it makes me excited to hear a new verse from him because I yeah. don't know how he's going to rap yeah. I was going into these two songs knowing exactly how little Bay was yeah. going to rap mm-hmm. Bro, it's it's so weird to me when people get excited over little baby snippets. I'm like, nigga, you've heard this before. I know exactly. <laughs> how you it's done it slaps, though. It slaps. I know yeah. exactly it's not different, what bro. he's gonna, like. I know exactly how he's gonna rap, and I just want him right, to. Though. And I think that maybe it goes hand in hand with like, um, how he performs because he also needs to improve as a performer. Like I've seen mm. him perform live twice, I think, and both times it's like. 
I feel like what elevates stars and super superstars is being able to rap without a backtrack. Like yeah. being able to rap your shit without like just kind of mm. lip syncing it and I'm listening to the song, mm. just listening to the song and you like there. Yeah. Right. I feel like once he's able to kind of master that too, like actually rap his he's, shit. He's a great performer too. Yeah. You've seen him live. Yeah, he's yeah, a great yeah. performer. Yeah. Like those things I think will really help elevate him. And I mean, clearly these two singles I think he said on social media recently like he's gonna be dropping a lot of music soon it's a baby a, summer in, a, in preparation for what I'm assuming is gonna Small be a, infant summer another project so <laughs> and I was a nigga who I didn't hate Voice of the Hero I know a lot of niggas hated Voice of the Hero niggas hated that? niggas it was look, mid. I didn't hate it I thought, I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool I thought it was cool and I'm so excited oh, to hear man. more of him Voice of the Hero. It's very mid. We gonna speak about um, that Let's finish up with some album talk. So, Coyle Ray dropped her debut album, Trendsetter. Listen. Features from Young Blue, Young M.A. Shout out Coyle Ray. Uh, her was cool. on there. A lot of people on there. I'll say I really like this album. Fact. I fuck with it. I really <laughs> I like that shit was it. cool. Like, I fuck with it. I, 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 featuring Young Blue, yeah. I've had that shit on repeat. Yeah. Overthinking with her <laughs> is phenomenal. Blick, Blick, Nicki Minaj. I am big Blick, Blick Hive. Great album, Coyle Ray. Fellas, how y'all feel about it? Yo. That's, look, and, I, and I'll be honest. I, I was coming in a hater. I was coming in like, I, <laughs> now I was coming in a hater. I was like, ah, right, here we go. Like, I'm gonna listen to it because I'm gonna because oh I gotta God. listen to it. But like, I I wasn't really expecting nothing. I was like, okay, Koi. First song was like mad somber and shit. I was like, yeah, Hollywood <laughs> dreams. I was like, whoa, Koi talking some real shit. Then we're going through. I'm hearing some verses from. From Young and May, I love Young and May. Yo, she spaz on that. I've, I've never heard Young and May on a beat like that. Type either. shit. That was dope. Even even fucking uh, another random favorite of mine was uh, Mustard Interlude with a boogie. A boogie, yes. She, like I yeah. was, yo, I was pleasantly surprised yeah. by this album. Like I really was like, yo, I thought I wasn't gonna fuck with it, and then I was like, I fuck with this. Oh, <laughs> Shout out yeah. to Corey Lorraine. See. Good. I ain't go to it as a hater because <laughs> I knew what the fucking vibes was with Corey Lorraine. Like. Yeah. The EP that she dropped at the end of 2019, I fucking forgot the name, but it has Gunna on it, Keanu Lede, yes. Seven, yeah, yeah. Uh, Seven Street. Good that project. EP is a fi- is mad fire. So project. like before the whole uh, No More Parties, all that, like I knew how Koi yeah. was coming with it. Um, she had a really good year last year, um, and I just wanted her to see if, see her follow it up really well, and she mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the song with uh, Young M.A. is fire. Moving my, Mountains. Yes. Um, my personal favorite is... Fuck, I forgot the name. It's it's the one right before Twin of Them. It's got like this this super smooth uh guitar string on it. Hold on. I gotta I'm... I'll pull it up. Um, Heartbreak Kid. There you go. Uh, that's a good one. That's yeah, a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that is it's, my it's, favorite. It's like so a four song run uh, right. with that in it. Yeah, I really yep. like uh Heartbreak Kid, Twin of Them, uh No More Parties. Uh and then she has the million dollar worth of game. Thing uh, which was dope to hear. On oh, Nav the the Nav agenda. No, 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 no. Okay, so it's so it's <laughs> three. Nav it's agenda. a three strong clingy, <laughs> three song string. We're not. Clingy is incredible. No. Anyway, um, Eminem wishes he could rap like Nav. <laughs> oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I I knew Koi was gonna put together a really uh, smooth project. And... Did you though? Yeah, I did. You... Bro, I've never hate like it's been like everybody be hating on Koi, and I'll be like, yeah, All right, I, cool. I, I don't know why. 
I'm not I, saying I really hate, don't know why. But did you think she was yes, like, Yes, bro. After I heard the last EP, I was like, bet yeah. I know how Koi is sliding. Like, yeah. I have, why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> yo, yo. I knew how it was. Like, I never Jordan, know. You, you about to lose your jersey card, my brother. You, bro, you, I, and that's the, no, no. And let me, you know what? Let me let Koi, you write. Koi from Boston, Hold too. On. Koi from, from Mass. Shout so out Montclair. New, New England. You know the vibe. Shout out Montclair. Because look, and let me set the record straight. I fucked with Koi back in like 2018 yeah. when she dropped. Oh my god, I, I forget what the fucking song was. It was viral. I, I forget yeah, the name like, too because I wrote about it. Yeah, Malong a hard ass beat. Yeah. Capper. She stop that. She, <laughs> fun, she she lived in Montclair. That's Jersey's finest. I fuck with Koi. I did come in as a hater, like I said, because <laughs> coming of coming in as a hater is crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because of life, I'm gonna keep it a bean. Coming to you as a hater, I'm gonna keep it a bean. But that's why I was playing season. It's like, oh bro, it's like, it's like, it's like this, right? If I'm coming into a game shooting thirty percent on some Jalen Brown shit. If I'm coming in like that, saying but, but, Koi is shooting 32% is crazy. And then, but then That's, yeah, I put up a crazy all. string of games like he did at the end of the season. Man. You can't you can't fault me for being like I'm surprised. Don't, don't you play even like this. Let me get started with the Knicks or the Nets. Like yeah, we, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Bulls fan. This is crazy. Oh, the Bulls. But, you but, niggas is falling but, apart. Yo, anyway, we not talking about this right now. Oh yeah, we not talking about them no more. That's this. Talking Russell. Coy was not shooting no thirty percent. <laughs> no, she was not. She went back to back with no more parties and the song with Pusha T, and that was. After she bro. had the fire ass EP, that song with niggas was sweet. I was Hashtag trying to let you. Shiesty, but that song with Pusha T, bro, please. Like, right. <laughs> do I personally listen to it? No, but it did well on the charts. <laughs> Jordan is wild, and let's let's finish up. Um, <laughs> Sid dropped her uh, latest album, Broken yes, Hearts. Sir, what a fucking it. album! That's a this album is great. I she I've listened well. to it multiple times mm. since it released. It is. Phenomenal. Cyber uh, with Lucky Day. Could you break a heart? That shit is fire. Right track with Shmino. Phenomenal's on right track with Shmino. The Kalani joint. Break my heart, why don't you? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the Kalani one was fire too. Yeah, nah, Sid Sid's bad. Like this, it's early, but Dawn FM and this are my favorite projects to drop this year. Dawn FM and Broken Hearts Club, my favorite albums to drop this year. Okay. Don FM is still my, I think my album of the year. Album of the year, with DS4 right behind it. Gasoline, baby. The gasoline is out of time. <laughs> Generational. I heard you're married now. Mm. <laughs> is there someone again. else? <laughs> don't, don't, don't break my heart. Don't break my heart. Best Sacrifices, friends? nigga. What? Don nah. FM, yo. All y'all hating on Don FM. Y'all, nigga. y'all listen to two genres of music, and y'all judging <laughs> some '80s groovy dance shit because y'all listen to rap and hip hop. Expand your palette. On top of that. That nigga Abel is fire with it. You wish you could be as fly with it. Yeah. I wish I could be as fly with it. Toxic King. Stop disrespecting my mans up there in the six. They be wildin'. They do it different out there. On Toronto, they niggas. do it different out there. That's facts. But wow, what a chat. That's our chat, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get into our employee of the month, who I think Wongo knows very well. Going to give a big shout out to our guy, Dante Nicholas. Shout hey, out to Dante. My yes, guy, Dante. Yes, okay. Yes, turn that up. For those who do not know, Dante Nicholas is a photographer, marketer, writer, and social media strategist for Uproxx. You can hit up all things Dante.com for his personal blog, his photography, and everything that he does. Do you have any words you want to share about Dante? Hey, Dante is my guy. Um, I remember the day he popped into the fucking Uproxx Slack, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, we really about to be lit now. Like, mm-hmm. um, And, you know, in our time with us, he's been doing a really good job. He uh exponentially like increase like 
you know, the following and attention on, on our Instagram account. I don't know the numbers and I don't want to say it to fuck <laughs> it up. Um, but outside of that, like, Dante's a very well-mannered dude. Um, he's a phenomenal photographer. Uh, he just did some shots with, I think it was Glass Animals that mm-hmm. he posted and those yeah. were super clean. Um, but yeah, Dante, I want to see my, my guy Dante win all the time. So Yeah. I'm glad Twitter connected us. So once again, shout out to our employee of the month, Dante Nichols. Turn up for Dante. I don't have anything in my cup, but let's jump into our slide deck. Frank, what we talking, brother? The best song wasn't the single, but you weren't either. Mm-hmm. Nick, what's our Frank count? Right? Like, is it like 830 it's 887? Days? 887 days without Frank Ocean, brother. Look, man. Wait, y'all got the number like just... No, no, no. It's, 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 it's <laughs> not real. We, we, we add to it every week. It's like, yeah, well, we got Cayendo and the other joint in 2020, but Frank... Yeah, yeah, Frank, yeah. Blonde, blonde was 2016, brother. That's crazy. I was listening to Accurate Integral two days ago. I wrote ago. a letter to the sky saying... He's not dropping this year or next year, though. Kiss me. Perfect time for me to say Godspeed is a back. perfect song. No, because he got he's at Coachella next year. Song. He has to drop. You not drop. You not. He's headline. at Coachella this year. Next year. Oh, next year. Next he's year. not headlining Coachella off Bond. That's crazy. I'll pull him off the stage myself. Shit, we can headline <laughs> with fucking after hours for how many years, That's bro? What, I'm saying. <laughs> like, what do you mean how many years? What's Frank is like the template. Years? Frank is the template. He does what he wants. ASAP Rocky is still getting headlining sets. He hasn't dropped a good album since 2013. You feel me? Frank is the template. Wait, 2015. 2015 drummers, all right. It was all right. It wasn't all right. It was better than the first one. Anyway, slide. <laughs> Someone's in slide deck. Oh, my slide. God. Uh, Wango, what you, what you got for us to play today, my brother? Today, uh, in honor of my good brother, Lil Baby, who dropped Small two infant. good songs this week. <laughs> Stop calling him. <laughs> Small Infant. J5. <laughs> Small Infant. Um, <laughs> we're going back to Street Gossip uh-huh. with a song that... I love is one of my favorite little baby songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really hear it get talked about a yeah. lot, so people might watch this and be like, "Why the fuck do you like this?" Mm-hmm. And I like what I like, so I don't know. Talk but about it. This song is fire, mm-hmm. and yeah, I don't know. TikTok kids, do something with this. <laughs> give it some attention. <laughs> TikTok kids. All right, crazy. chastised by little baby. Let's jump into it. Oh, he slides on the hook. Niggas having on the cover pressure by bitch. Oh, nigga know oh, this flow right here. I was sitting in jail, I was paying attention. I didn't see any gangsta niggas turn bitch. All my house of calls on like this. Shit still pull up on a nigga kick. I ain't gonna lie, we talked about this. I always knew that I'll get it. Now they calling me, me, I'm a target Do it for them, make them feel important Knowing damn well I should ignore it 
talk about it. Come on now. That's a goodie. Uh-huh. That's a goodie. Uh-huh. That. Taste palette on 10. You know not about that joint. Yeah. Street Gobs, it's a good project. Yes, sir. It, it dropped the same day Meek dropped Championship, so I think it got overlooked. Definitely. That was also the day Vince Staples dropped um, uh, FM. Meek, Maybe? Meek, Vince, and Lil Baby all dropped the same day. That us? Yeah. I remember. Oh, last one out was crazy. So it was like the, the priorities were Definitely. Meek, Vince, Lil Baby. Definitely. Lil Baby, Street Gossip, it flew under the radar. It's a great project. It's yeah, got, yeah, got yeah. great, great songs. For sure. So it's a good one. Let's go. Jordan, what you got for us? Man, in honor of, you know, Dreamville going way up like a floaty, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I had to pull, I, I went back into the archives and pulled out what I think is, it's in my top five best Cole verses. Mm. Period, intro to Revenge of the Dreamers two, which I think mm. came out in like twenty fifteen. Yep, twenty fifteen. Um, super slept on Culver's, bro. It he goes crazy, like just straight oh, through no hook. Yeah. Um, and Revenge of Dreamers two, I, I remember so vividly where I was when I heard it, and mm. I really, really fuck with this song. Um, me and Regina too. Shout out to Regina. Regina, we love this fucking song. So you know, I had to go with Fogus Crystals, J Let's Cole. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Higher, higher. Huh. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Now I can be the change that I want to see. I can heal the world for real if a nigga speaking honestly. Nat Turner in my past life. Bob Marley in my last life back again. Look into the eyes of a young nigga who survived against all the odds. Look into the eyes of a young nigga who's surprised to be alive I died five years ago, the game snatched a nigga's spirit choke My resurrection was a miracle, cause still I rise It's ill-advised to better gifts them Raised in hell, but heaven sent them, let them diss them Some niggas can't handle the truth Some niggas don't know they slaves I forgive them cause I know they ways They see a black man shine, first thing they do is throw they shade Word, I swerve like a thunderbird on the curb With a cop pursuing, I'm not just doing it Niggas hate like if I make it, ain't a spot for you on it Had to say the rap game cause I watched them wrong it, uh. So you can take my cock and chew on it Cocksucker, I'm a blockbuster Motion picture flows consist of potent scriptures Known to rip a hole through the so-called dopest nigga Snatch your soul and pose for pictures Holding it, revenge of the dreamer So vindictive, back for more That whack shit's over with For you niggas sleeping, this is Folgers Crystals Wow, in the form of a loaded pistol Bullets rude, they don't even say hello Just kiss you, blah Burning hell with a coat that fits you When you see the devil, you can tell him Told you sent you now Yeah yeah. What is it? Higher, higher. Uh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Higher. Now I could be around shit whenever you want. I could be around shit whenever you need. Fuck with a nigga, we can touch the star. Trust in a nigga, you can get on me. I could come around shit whenever you want. I can come around shit whenever you need. Fuck with a nigga, we can touch the star. Trust in a nigga, you can count on me. Me, 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 me. I gotta hear that song live before I die. I know you're never gonna do it, but <laughs> I need to hear that song live, bro. I feel like you gotta, next time, you, if you ever interview him, you gotta put it on his radar, bro. Bro. Because you be planting that seed like, mm-hmm. like an inception. Like you be yeah. planting the seed in his mind, like. No. I'm going to tell that nigga to do my favorite verse, which is his fucking I Really Mean It freestyle mm. from like 09. You fucking... I think it's it's so interesting that like a lot of us, I know me personally, like 
Black, for example. I've seen Black like six times. Right. My favorite song by him is One Way. He never performs it. Right. I feel like a lot of our favorite songs by our favorite artists, they never perform. Never, bro. I'm it like, Black, you got to do One Way. You got to do Stan. Like, I, not, I need those. So I feel you. I completely feel you. But yeah, that's a great cold verse. That's absolutely a great cold verse. stupid. Nick Early. I'm switching gears. Hell, I'm switching gears <laughs> and I'm being, I'm on it. This is what I'm on. This is the type of music I'm on what right we now. I'm on some different stuff right now. I'm on my my vino. I'm album sipping mode. wine a lot these days. Album mode. Felt that. Kind of. Okay. Album mode. Yeah, I'm sipping. I'm thinking conceptually these Nick days. Nick Early coming I'm crossing my legs like oh, this. You feel yeah. me? Like, this is what I'm on. Intellectual right shit. You feel me? So that's, I'm feeling real intellectual these days. So this is what I got. I got Forever by Robert Glasper featuring PJ Morden featuring India Ari produced okay. by Robert Glasper. Fire. <laughs> Can't believe that I get to look at you every day. You're like a lullaby. Wherever in those place perfectly I, I just hope that I never have to watch the It's wrong Cause it's a prayer of mine To be with you till we're great Listen, y'all ain't singing like that. Straight up. Jeez. Straight up. Y'all need to figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> figure it out. Go hire a producer. Hire some musicians and get in there and get serious about your craft. Because y'all not doing that. Anyways. Wow. Oh my goodness. Wow. You don't miss with the slides. <laughs> Thank you, man. I you appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Crazy. Hand out. Yeah, this, no, this is a, this is a, okay. yeah. <laughs> a gentleman shake. A gentleman uh, shake. Finishing up, me. I have a record that I have been playing nonstop for this last month. It is, I don't know. It's. Uh, I'm not going to bury the lead. This is "Love Is" by Osar and Byrie. Just, just hear it. Just hear it. I'm not going to. I believe the family come first Don't think I have a mind to getting hurt I would give all that I have to make sure That we, we all on one accord That you secure 
If the guy's still working, I'm the thousand, what it's for? I've been blessed beyond the measure, we don't settle scores. Keep propelling forward. If I struck a chord, I will let you pluck the strings of my heart until it bleeds. Once heard that God was love, I got a heart of hearts. I'm wrapped around your finger till death do we depart. You don't know what love is. You don't know what love is till you lose it. My door is always open, and I would give it all. I ain't scared to prove it. Away about you, I can't let you go. A day without you, that just hurts my soul. Away about you, I can't let you go. To pack my bags and go I know that love can move a mountain So don't be scared to let it show I know that home is where the heart is I've had to pack my bags and go I know that love can move a mountain So don't be scared to let it show I know that home is where the heart is That record is incredible. Bro, that is wow. a, when did that drop? Uh like a month ago. Really? A month ago, yeah, bro. I didn't yeah. know you sang the song. Yeah. Okay. Bro, that's that, tough. This is genuinely one of my favorite songs to come out this year. That is some like, fire. Is that my, on that playlist? No, it's not on that okay. playlist. No, no. Like I saw Osar post it and I saw Osar and Byrie. I was like, oh, I gotta listen. Right. Because like, Byrie's a must listen artist. Like bro. She's a must listen. So them two, and I was like, I didn't expect it either. I was like, I saw you. What? I didn't fuck? know he. I like, saw saying. Like I, I know he plays around oh. with singing also. Yeah, but melodic. this is a full singing record, oh. and it's good. 
it's good. Like the the mixing on it is incredible. Mm-hmm. Like the production is great. I I love it. I love it. So this is one of my favorite songs oh, of beautiful. this year. It's gonna show up like on my top 100 Spotify playlist at the end of the year. It's gonna be there. It's gonna be there. I played it so much. Not, recently. not gonna lie, we are gonna need a second episode because I didn't know y'all was coming with this. Like that. <laughs> so like, if we I didn't know we was like reaching into the Duffy like that. Yeah. Well, we are an R and B leaning podcast. It's nah, leans R and B. We're an R and B leaning podcast. The next time I'm coming with something. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I see what's going on over here, and I acknowledge no. it. Well, listeners, prior to Wango's and Jordan's returns, you can check out the Stay Busy Slide Deck playlist. Where you can hear all these songs. Hit the link tree in our IG or Twitter bio, and if you would like a slide added to the deck, DM us at Stay Busy Pod on Twitter and IG. Or email us at staybusypod at gmail.com. Now, before we get into our interview with our incredible guests, we have a very fun game <laughs> for them. This is. This wasn't in the email. <laughs> it was not in the email. <laughs> this wasn't in the email. And here it is. Welcome to the first ever Stay Busy Spelling Bee called Too Busy Spelling. We, we got writers here. We got writers here. Writers be out here using words. Let's see if niggas know how to spell said words. Feel me? Before we even get into this, I am 70% dependent on Grammarly. Whatever the fuck happened, that's why it happened. Shout out to Grammarly. We're going to get into Grammarly later. Let me explain uh, the rules first. Please, go ahead. So we may or may not get to first three points, but we'll just go with it. (laughs) First to three points wins. So if we're going to give someone a word, the other person has the chance to steal the word. Okay. So if I give Jordan the word computer, right, okay. and you don't get it right for whatever reason, okay. <laughs> Wongo has the opportunity. And to, I'm going to spell that word right. And yeah, spell I it right. That I get got. a point. Yeah. So at this point, <laughs> I just feel like first to three wins or first to whoever has many points. Mm. We don't have that. We have a few words on yeah. here. So we'll see how we get there. So Jaw starts with Jordan. So we're going to start with you, my brother. The <sighs> first word it. is sarcophagus. See? <laughs> Sarcophagus? <laughs> yes. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, because I'm thinking of the... Kind of dumbass I'm, I'm thinking of the monster first. <laughs> that's right. That's the point. <laughs> the pussy in a sarcophagus. Okay. But he says it. He, he don't spell it. <laughs> um, wait, wait. What's the word again? Sarcophagus. sarcophagus. I'm, see, now, I could either start and fuck this up immediately or be on the right track. S? Mm-hmm. Okay. We're not just don't give no clues. <laughs> I, I thought it was other words that was like a C Z type shit. Okay. That's what I was like, watch okay, me that dumbass. S A R C Cophagus. This is where I get fucked up. Yeah. There's no there's no stealing from me. You got it. A guess. A C you know what I don't know it. C O G H U E S close but no. it is wrong my brother <laughs> I, I, give I, him I, the spelling Wait, I'm gonna take it I'm gonna take it a seven and I'm gonna take it a seven what's the word again sarcophagus a stone coffin typically adorned with a sculpture or inscription and associated with an ancient civilization Egypt Rome and Greece say it again but don't say it like a nigga like say it like sarcophagus no don't give him no cues sarcophagus See, that's what that's what I wanted to hear. You wanted to hear the phonetics. Yeah, I wanted to hear the phon- I wanted to hear the, <laughs> the diction. No, it's not. Because when you're at the spelling bee, they're going to say it like that suit and tied up shit. Sarcophagus. Sarcophagus. You go. You're not getting this shit, bro. Spell this shit, bro. All right, sarcophagus. That is crazy. I'm going to do the whole thing. Sarcophagus. S-A-R-C-O- U- No, no. C-O- C O 
P H A G U S. Correct. Fuck. Hey, that's some bullshit. Mongo Akai wow. is on the board with one wow. point. There we go. Talk Sorry. about ding, it. Ding, 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 ding. The, your next word. We'll be starting with you. Bro. I'm one up, so I'm cool. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. This word is legionnaire. Who's going first? A member of a legion, in particular, an ancient Roman Roman legion. Or the French foreign. I feel like legion. I know how to spell this. Legionnaire. I know exactly where I'm going to fuck up, but I'm going to go ahead and I hope you fuck possibly up. fuck up there. <laughs> go for it. Legionnaire. L e g i o n n a i r e. Correct. See, but legionnaire was easy. That's how it goes. No, no, no. I didn't know if it was two ends or one end. There it is. That's fucked up. Legionnaire is easy. I'm putting off for the hood. We will. This for the Providence. We will public school education system. I gotta get one bucket. Here we go. We will bring it back to. Jordan Rose, your word is vexatious, causing or tending. Yo, this is crazy. <laughs> Yo, legionnaire to vexatious, causing or tending to cause annoyance. Oh my god, don't vex me or worry. Vexatious, 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 vexatious. Make up this right because I'm about to get it right. Vexatious. <laughs> all right, all right. V e x. No, wait, 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 wait. Vec say V E C C A C I O U S. Incorrect. You, you spell vexatious. <laughs> Incorrect, my friend. You spell vexatious. You had it with the X. You had it with the X. Wango, you can win it if you get this correct. This be a, a, a clean sweep. We call this a clean, clean sweep. <laughs> yes, it. it was off the coke. Vexatious, my brother. Oh, geez. He was coked up. Yeah, them boys was on coke. For smack sure. the freshest of The freshest of cocaine. As soon as Bruno got bagged with that, like mm-hmm. that time he got arrested, yeah, it's mm-hmm. been coke ever since then. Yeah. Oh my God. Wongo, your word. To to steal and to win, potentially. Vexatious. Don't get me tight. I'm not going to lie, I'm about to fuck this up. And because it's too, the shiz part is fucking me up. Do you think? There's so many ways you can go with the shiz. Yeah. All right. Um... Causing or tending to cause annoyance, frustration, or worry. Yeah, like don't don't vex me. That my, yeah. I've heard that from my mom. Right. All the time. No, yeah, don't vex me. Vex is, it's one of my favorite words. Yeah, that's I, what, I love, I love that word. Vex. All right, um, vexatious, shit. Shit. All right, I'm gonna get this wrong, but it's V E X A S I O U S. Incorrect. Oh, I thought you got that shit right too. Incorrect. One letter, the T instead of the S. I yes. fucking thought yes. it was. It was. Yes. It was. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. Wango, it is your turn. The word is cellophane. Cellophane. Yo, uh, no, he's, you stain yo, in my book. You stain my boy. You stain him. This shit's fixed. He's getting loud. I, but I might this fuck. Is, this is not intentional. I promise. Yeah, you you stain him. He's getting loud because that's a slight one. Blame Nick. He's the cellophane. Well, let me not say it's slight because I'm about to fuck up on one part. You not. Yeah, I am about to. Uh, cellophane, uh, C E L L O P H A N E. Correct. Yo, this yeah. is yo. What the fuck? Yo, what the yo, fuck? First edition. Yo, watch this. This shit was rigged, bro. Too busy spelling. It was rigged. He said it was rigged. The first edition of Too wow. Busy Spelling. Our shout out, shout out, PVD. Shout out, my parents <laughs> you for from PVD. To- PVD. Oh, 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 oh. Niggas be from Rhode Island. PVD, <laughs> Providence, Rhode Island. Don't sleep on my hood because we're about to be on. Shout out really my niggas back home wow. who made school fun and made me want to go every day. Um, shout out uh, 
capitalism for fucking me up and making me take loans out to stay in school and at least make <laughs> going to school worth it. I appreciate all of you. I'm sorry, Jordan. If you're watching this, it don't fucking matter because I can write and I got Grammarly. That's it. That's it. Niggas got Grammarly. So niggas got Grammarly. Bro. 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 Yeah. Spelling is not I would have fucked up Vexatious and Grammarly would have been like, fucking loser. Got you, my nigga. Got you, my So jumping into you both. Wait, wait. Do I get a prize? Um, I have some stickers for I'll, I'll give you some. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, you, 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 you can take Come a tequila on, shot if you want. That's no, 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 no. I already took some shots. My brother, what you know? It's Saturday. If I start talking about dairy, bro, you're going to be talking Blood clean. I will defeat the dairy allegations by moving on to our interview portion of the episode. Wongo, what the hell is growing up in Providence, Rhode Island like? Yo, I appreciate this question. Um, so first things first, there are black people in Rhode Island. People don't know that. There's a lot. There's a lot. It doesn't surprise me. Like it's, it's shocking. Like when I hear it, because I know where I'm from and I know where I grew up and like, I know like the environment and shit, but it doesn't surprise me at the same time because it's just, I don't know. I just get it. It's ignorance. Yeah. 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 yeah, Yeah. Exactly. Um, but Providence is very, very like culturally diverse. Like, the city itself, you can get through it in 25 minutes driving through. No problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're going to have your, excuse me, uh, you're going to have, you know, your Asian community. You're going to have, you know, your African community. Like a lot of Nigerian and Liberian, um, Ghanaian people are there. Um, you're going to have your Cape Verdeans there. Shout, Shout out the yes. Cape Verdean women in the world. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Hi. You know, you're going to have... Doing? Your Spanish people, your Hispanic people, like you are going to have, it's a very big, like a palette filled with different things um, and just different corners to kind of sit in. Mm-hmm. And you have your white people too. I mean, I guess I can, whatever. <laughs> Anywho. Blah. Uh, Type shit. <laughs> Here y'all go. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Anyway. No continue your point. Um, <laughs> continue your point. But yes. <laughs> That's it's, crazy. It's You're not beating the allegations, my good brother. Not when I'm here. Um, what color but, is that hoodie? Yeah. Come on come now. On, he repping today. Come on. He repping today. This more white than black. You're not going to do this to me on my show. More white than black. Continue your point. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, super culturally diverse. Um, and because of that, it comes alive everywhere. It comes alive in... The food, um, the type of music you hear. Yeah. Like one thing I really noticed when I started traveling is like, I might get flamed for this, whatever. I don't. This might be slightly inaccurate, but whatever. For the most part, when I've traveled down south and like I go out to parties, like they have no issue like trap music straight for four hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I've seen this like on social media, them support that. Like that is what we expect. Like if you try that back home, it's not flying. Mm -hmm. It's not like you can get your like 30 minute, like you have to rotate. You got to go through, you go through the trap music, give us some R&B, give us some Afro beats, give us some bachata, give us some Mm -hmm. merengue, like give us some pasada, like all like go through everything. Like, because you know, like just, just for the scene, you have to entertain the scene and you have to entertain the people that are there. And that is what our scene presents. Um, we are very, very talented um, from a creative standpoint. Like, yeah. there are a lot of people that you might not, you know, realize that are in, you know, creative, uh, relevant positions, like, in different people, like, uh, different areas. Like, um, one of, like, the top positions that keep cool records, mm-hmm. um, shout out Drewski, he's from Rhode Island. Um, Max October, he works at Spotify. I don't know his exact, you know... Um, uh, position there, yeah. but 
you know, that's he's there as well. Um, Jeremy Pena, like, he is just starting mm-hmm. off at, with the Houston Astros, like, going crazy. Like, we have Hennessy. We have just so many people. Shout out Complex Ambition. Like, there that's are so many people from— podcast. There are so many people from— like, We call ourselves the creative capital. Like, mm. whether that's creative capital of Rhode Island or the creative capital of this region, whatever the fuck, I'm not going to argue about that. But I just know that my home is talented. My home is diverse. And, like, when people— like, people have talked about it as, like, oh, like, Providence is just a flyover state. And I never get offended when people who haven't been to the city talk about it yeah. because every time someone comes to the city, mm-hmm. they leave and they're like, oh, shit, like, this is different. <laughs> so I yeah. just know, like, as you're talking your shit, when the day comes that you got to step foot in Providence, Rhode Island, It'll no problem. Change. It's going to all change. Yeah. And our suburb be lit as fuck. Shout out Daytrail. Shout out Afro Brunch. Shout out everything that's popping off in the city. I love, like... <laughs> Like a lot of people back home are like, I cannot wait to get the fuck out of here because of X, Y, and Z. It's always typical, like dumbass shit. It's always mm-hmm. like, see, I got the tequila, so I'm talking crazy. <laughs> it's always, it's like but it's dead, ass, it dead ass is always like dumbass shit. Like, oh, there's like fake people here, or there's like eh, it's fake people everywhere. everywhere. It's fake people everywhere. everywhere. Like you gonna move to fucking Los Angeles, L A. L A. You gonna move to Phoenix? for fake people. You gonna go to L A. Hold on, we're not doing that. Oh yeah, we're not doing that. Like you got fake people out there. There are, but they transplanted. Oh, the transplants yes. are the fake ones. Yeah, there's not fake homegrown LA people. No, you sure? I see. There's fake gr- homegrown there's, everywhere. Well, I mean, like well, generally we're talking speak. about fake to what level? Like not like good folks. Like they they. There's just bad people everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Of yeah course. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so like, yeah. if you move it, like you're just like, oh, like everyone's a hater here. I'm just gonna go right, somewhere. Right, right, Nigga, right. you gonna meet another hater? Hater <laughs> everywhere yeah, like, you go. Trust. People from your hometown are gonna hate you the most, especially niggas yeah, don't want to see you doing better than that. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, definitely. But it's like you know, so. All that to say, Prav is excellent. Pravi. I'm annoyed that you're coming when I'm not going to be there. I'm tight. I'm really tight. Wait, when, when's, when's the dates again? Uh, the wedding's July 24th. It's not his wedding, y'all. Mm, not yet. No, nah, he's getting married to a Dairy Queen. Uh, oh, my God. Blizzard. It's crazy. I told you I'm bad about it. Like with the, with the cookie dough in the booth. What are these allegations? <laughs> the cookie dough. Dr. Shout Umar, I'm sorry. <laughs> with a red, mm, with a red anyway, anywho, two Jordan. seconds from walking in. <laughs> Jordan. Oh, pivot. Uh, Growing up in Jersey, man, well, what was it like? I, I, you know, you both, you and I are both Jersey residents. Um, I know you're in the Plainfield area now. Where, where'd you grow up originally? Man, shout out Jersey City, Monticello Ave to be Jersey exact. City. I love Jersey. Ooh. You know, um, a lot of family out there, bro. Jersey, especially like you know, Jersey. Obviously, we get a lot of slack because yeah. of our proximity to New York. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So everybody's like, "Oh, Jersey is the armpit of this, that, and the third. Da, 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 da. I feel like it, it's like a personality trait to like hate on Jersey. You mm-hmm. know. But in reality, bro, it's like, you know, first of all, Lauren Hill's from Jersey. Mm-hmm. There's a lot from Jersey. Talk about it. Kyrie One of the, the greatest artists of all Sugar time. Hill gang. Okay. Shaq, Kyrie, shout out Joe Budden. I don't care how you feel about him. He's from Pump Jersey. He's from Jersey City. My <laughs> grandmother knows his mother <laughs> on some other shit. And that's how small yeah, Jersey yeah. City is. Niggas too. just be knowing people. Like, oh it'd be God. super tiny. And plus, now you're trying to move to Jersey City because you can't afford to live in the city. Mm-hmm. So you're going to move to Jersey City and take the path. To the city, so I'm not even gonna get into all of that. Jordan said y'all broke, but <laughs> um, no, it's dope. Shout out Jinx too, um, Jinx. from Jersey. And Scotty Beam's from Jersey too. Yeah, look, everybody's from Jersey, and actually, Jinx said something really dope about Jersey a minute ago. He was like, he was on like a, it was like an interview. He was talking about how because of our proximity to the city, mm-hmm. but because we also have our own you know ecosystem and culture, mm-hmm. we're able to have the best of both worlds. 
and kind of experience these things, but from a different perspective. Because oftentimes, if you're like from the city, you're from the city or the surrounding area, still in New York yeah. or Connecticut, I guess. Um, but if you're from Jersey, you're able to experience this entire culture of your own while also obviously being next to this other massive ecosystem and culture and melting pot. Yeah. Um, and not look, I whenever I get a chance, like people, because I went to Syracuse, shout out to Syracuse, I guess. Um, shout out to Syracuse though. But like people who met me in college, I, I introduced myself as Jordan from Jersey. Mm. You know, like that, I really hold a lot of pride That's in right. where I'm from. That's just true. because like, you know, I, I, I feel like it's important. Kind of like what Wango was just saying. I really think it's important to, to be proud of where you're from. Yeah. Because Absolutely. it really influences in ways that you realize and ways that you don't realize a lot of the things that you do, um, how you operate, how you uh, observe the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's important, man. Yeah, Jersey is dope. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, we have Jersey Club, you know, a massive. One day I'm going to write, one day I'm going to write a massive fucking Love oral letter. history of Jersey mm-hmm. Club. Jersey Club music, man. DJ Lil Man go in the parking lots and dance. Listen, it's a, cake. it's a whole thing. It's a it's a massive thing, but the shout Wu-Tang. out to Jersey, man. It's its own thing. Yeah. Always and forever, bro. 100%. Love it out 100%. there. And I forgot to shout out Northside Prov. That's my hood. I, I tried to say. Provy. Provy. I want to ask you both, um, how did you find your way to music journalism? I want your story first because I've said my story so many times. I want to hear someone else's before I get one. So go ahead. Um, honestly, it's crazy because so in the beginning, right? I used to be a very like bad public speaker, mm-hmm. and I also had like a little speech impediment. Like I used to have like a a crazy stutter. Stutter gang, me too. Facts. So my mom, when I was young, made me go to oratory class mm-hmm. where we would literally just memorize speeches. And like perform them mm-hmm. um, in front of people to like help with our public speaking. So that transformed into me getting a love for like spoken word. I used to do a lot of open mics and poetry things. And that's yeah. kind of how I got to creative writing was like through writing poetry and um, prose. And then my and then once I got to college, shout out to Regina Cho. Shout out don't Regina. Don't know Regina Cho. You should know Regina Cho. Big, if you don't know her, that's your problem. Woo. Big that's, Reginald. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Regina. So I got to Syracuse as a freshman, and it was a, a magazine, uh, the only hip hop magazine on Mixtape our campus mag. called Mixtape. And Regina was the uh, head editor at the time of Mixtape when I was a freshman, and she basically took me under her ring under her wing, and really showed me that Mixtape was the first hip-hop anything I wrote for. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was modeled like a regular hip-hop publication. So yeah. it really gave me like a, a skeleton of what it was, what it would be like to write for a publication. Yeah. Um, and from there, and once I realized like, wow, me writing creatively about music is kind of like me writing poetry except for not in stanzas. It's mm-hmm. just me writing and talking. And that's how my poems were anyway. So mixtape was really how I started um, writing about music in general, and then that kind of just grew and evolved to me, and then pursuing, then me realizing like, wow, this is like what I want to do, mm-hmm. and pursuing that in a more professional way. But like, yeah, that's how I got started was like literally mixtape. Like I can't. And then when I was a senior at Q's, I was like the head of the digital side of it, which was dope because then I was able to like take in freshmen and sophomores who were interested in writing but didn't yeah. know what avenues. Because I really feel like. For everyone, like in the beginning, it's really, really hard 
to just figure out how to navigate this space because it's, it's, it's not traditional. There's no real conventional way to go about it. Because yeah. every journalism program really, I feel like, teaches more like NBC, CNN, mm -hmm. NY Times type of style yeah. of journalism. Mm -hmm. It's not... very like theoretical, a lot yeah. of like theory, a lot of like almost outdated stuff. Yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. I feel. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to like translate that into like, you know, music or culture writing. Right. Um, and it's really hard to figure out how to do that. So yeah, shout out Mixing, man. That's that's how I got started. Mongus. She um I'm gonna keep this 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 story ends up being long for me all the time, so I'm gonna keep it as short as possible. Um but my, my love for writing goes back to definitely high school, um, for me. Uh I like Jordan, I used to write poems all the time. My thing was kinda like taking albums and like using all the album titles and making, like, as smooth as, like, a poem type mm. thing as possible. That's dope. Um, so, yeah, I, I used to do that a lot. But um, I think my senior year, yeah, my senior year, I took an AP English class with my homeroom teacher. Shout out, Miss Toro. Um, and I'd always been okay with essays. Like, I could do my essays last minute. I get a mm -hmm. B, like, cool, cool. Like, And for a while, I was just like, oh, like, these teachers just... They're just passing me by, whatever. I don't, I don't <laughs> cause no trouble in class. Like I just be doing my thing. Um, but it wasn't until that AP English class that I was like, oh, like no, like I'm actually good at this shit. Um, so going into college, I actually started college as a computer science major. So mm. like all the like little tech Apple shit that y'all see me in, that that's where it comes from. <laughs> okay. Um, but URI's computer science program is trash, and we'll get into that later. <laughs> but it is that trash. But um. So, but at that time, I was also exploring hobbies and stuff, and I really got into, uh, that's why I really took a step into journalism. Um, I had a meeting one time with uh, someone who was now my mentor, but at the time was just like a an OG, essentially. He came to like speak to like our freshman, um, just like a bunch of uh, black freshman students. Um, Where's Nasty? Shout out, Where's Nasty? And he basically just said like, you know, like, as you're in college, like, now is the time to try shit. Like, if there's something you yeah. want to pursue, like, mm -hmm. do it now in college while you can yes. fall. You can get up, dust yourself mm -hmm. off, and get back to the path you was on before or try some other shit. So I was like, all right, bet. So I took a chance with journalism, um, and I had a blog at the time. It's called Unorthodox, but like I said, an OX at the end, it's AUX. <laughs> okay. Um, so we had that blog run, running for, like, you know, I am. He's unorthodox. <laughs> But we had that vlog running for, um, I want to say, like, six, seven months. I had some friends that helped me, um, gave them a chance to write about the music they loved. And I wrote about the music I loved. I covered some local shit as well. And, you know, through that, that's uh, I eventually ended up meeting uh, Mecca from Tudo Boys. And I kind of presented that. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, and then from there, it's just kind of been up. But, mm -hmm. you know, uh, my kind of thing from... Just journalism, just being a creative as a whole is just doing what I got to do mm -hmm. to refine my talents and make sure that, like, I'm doing the best I can so that mm -hmm. the day that someone opens the door for me, it's like, you ain't even got to worry about it because I'm about to kill this yeah, yeah, and yeah. just be out of here. So, like, yeah. for every, there's multiple people that have opened doors for me and allowed me to do what I do now. Shout out to them. But, yeah, just from that point, it was just like, yeah, like, someone opens a door for me, like, I'm killing that shit and yeah. it's done. It's out yeah, of yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. Jordan, uh, I know you and I have a very similar experience with a certain editor at a certain publication <laughs> where you pitch to them and they tell you, oh, you, you need to get better as a writer. Download Grammarly. And I know mm -hmm. for me personally, Jesus. 
that That's moment, okay. that moment where I was denied an opportunity, it's something that I think about a lot, and it's why I write the way that I do. Because like no one is ever going to deny me again. Facts. I oh, write better. <laughs> you ain't seen shit yet. Right. So you know, and I I don't use it in like terms of like negative fuel. I use it to fuel me to do things positively. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you need those moments of humility mm-hmm. where you're like oh nah i need to lock in and do better so that's right. a moment that i kind of cling to in that it pushes me to always do my best work and so for you both what is something that's happened throughout your journalism career that like you like hold on to and it's it's kind of recharges the battery in your back for you to keep going and be motivated and put out great work as y'all do shit um I made a promise to myself in college that I would live off journalism. Mm. Like that was just it. Like I'm some I don't like doing shit I don't want to do. Like that's just mm-hmm. it. I'm not I don't it doesn't I'm not the like I don't want to do extra labor that I don't have to do. I'm not it doesn't it doesn't yeah. No, I'm not cool with that. So through college um my senior year, my senior year I decided I was going to switch my major finally from computer science to wow. writing. Yeah. Um and that year I just said, you know what? Like I am going to find a job. I am going to get hired. I am going to find something mm-hmm. by the time I graduate. That year was all fucked up because of the pandemic type shit. So mm-hmm. it didn't go as smoothly as like I, I planned, that. but um yeah, by the time by the end of my um first semester like i basically i had i had the job i got uh that's when i got hired with upper rocks mm-hmm. and so basically just doing what i have to do and exploring my talents as much as possible and being the best writer i can be mm-hmm. and then making sure i'm better than that writer was yesterday going on um that is essentially what motivates me because i Look, like I'm Nigerian. Thankfully, my parents have like been very supportive of my job and you know my career interests. I know that's not the case, but at the end of the day, like I don't want them to kind of regret that support and be like, "Damn, like I wish, I wish I would have pushed him this way." Like, nah, like I got it. It's cool. Like, this is what I want to do. This is my passion. This is my dream, and I'm living it. And I'm gonna live it to a point that. I live off it, and you know, sometime down the line, I live. I'm able to support my family, and you know, live a comfortable life. Shit, if I'm rich, then then that's that's what it is. But at the very least, live a comfortable life, be able to support my family, be able to support my kids, be able to support my parents when it's time to do that. Yeah. Um. So that that goal and and being able to do that has been, um, that's my thing. That's your battery. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. the battery for me. How about you, Jordan? What's what's your battery? I mean, shit. One of which was what you just mentioned earlier mm-hmm. about the fucking <laughs> getting a message. What an experience that is. <laughs> getting what, a, like, especially I, yo. I'm not gonna cap. Like, I I I was genuinely like brought to tears when I when I right. got that email. I was like, damn, am I not meant for this shit? Right? Am I not good enough to do this shit? And you look three years later, it's like, nah, I'm him. But please go. <laughs> no, nah, <laughs> go like you know, yeah, getting getting that message, especially like. <laughs> I sent this said editor uh, a draft of a uh, of something I had already written. He had greenlit it. Yeah, I sent him the That's draft. The weirdest experience. 
And he was like, yeah, nah, um, I think you should invest in Grammarly. <laughs> Which is re- like that's crazy, crazy as fuck. And I was, um, Low key. Low key, a crazy you know, I was, I was young at the time. So mm-hmm. I was, I was fresh off of my internship with Complex. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know, if I could do that, I could do anything. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just going to mm-hmm. shoot, 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 shoot. Um, and it was a really humbling experience. But also mm-hmm. like, you know. That plus when close around that time as well, someone else telling me that, you know, one of my mentors who I love her because she's very honest Mm -hmm. at all times. Like she never minces her words. And she told me like, you know, you need to make sure that you are someone who's easy to work with. Like if you Mm -hmm. give an editor your writing, they're not going to be like, damn, I'm going to have to like go back and rewrite this or I'm going to have or it's going to take me time out of my day to edit Jordan's shit. Like you want to make sure that when you send someone your shit, they they're they're not gonna have extra stress thinking, damn I greenlit and I hope I don't have to I greenlit his piece. I hope I don't have to edit it a lot. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, really made me like um I'm a strong believer in like you having to be just a little bit crazy mm-hmm. to really get some shit done. Yes. Like Absolutely. You know, Name on genius that ain't crazy. Yeah, like, Absolutely. and I, I don't mean like working through burnout or, you know, burning yourself out doing the most, but mm-hmm. just like you have to have at least this bit of obsession or craziness mm-hmm. about what you love yeah, 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 to yeah. do to really get good at it. And that's just what I did. Like after that Grammarly shit, I just obsessively mm-hmm. edited my shit, obsessively reread my shit. And three, made sure three, that three summers, yeah, <laughs> bro, summers. five articles a day for three summers. Like that's not cap. Like especially for those who write news. Yeah. Shout out to all my news writers out there, bro. And news aggregation, I, I do not shit. envy, uh, bro. Do not envy the most one. grueling type of writing. I think out. It's ridiculous. News writing sucks, bro. It's it's, not it's the worst. No, like like fly. you know what? Let's keep it a stack because there's a lot of there's a lack of transparency in journalism. Yeah. News writing really really sucks. It's a job that is a necessity yeah. because of obviously, you know, that uh, You got to keep the lights on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it the keeps the numbers up. The you got to keep the lights on. News writers keep organizations alive for real. For you sure. know what I'm saying? Underappreciated. They keep the lights on. Absolutely. It's a necessity yeah. and it really it sucks because of the volume with which you write. Yeah. And you know, when you're you writing about shit. You probably do more shit. news than album reviews or interviews. And when you're you writing about do. shit, you couldn't give a fuck Don't about give a fuck it. about it. You just have to write it because it's something that's trending that's or something that just happened. That'd be like. It's really difficult. So like, you know, so shout out to all my news writers because that shit shout is really, sure. really fucking hard and doesn't get the type of recognition it deserves. Definitely, but yeah. Um, yeah, like I think I just kind of, you know, the battery in my back came from moments like that and like promising myself that I would never feel that way again. Yes. Mm. I would never even put myself in a position where someone could say something mm-hmm. so disrespectful to me or about my craft yeah, ever right. again. <laughs> and just just being so meticulous and focused and all my shit, mm-hmm. so a little bit crazy about it, yeah. that it's like, bro, like you can, if you, if, if, if ever some shit like that would come up, it's not because of the writing. It's because mm-hmm. of something else. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what really, and it just, yeah, it drove me and really focused me to to always be sharp and always be ready so I never have to get ready, yeah. basically. Mm. Yeah. Fire. So I, um, I've i known you, Jordan, since like maybe like 2019. Um, Facts. We met uh, when I had the pregame for the J. Cole Day party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long ago. I don't, I don't remember when we started Yeah, I don't either. Other, <laughs> <but> <laughs> you were just always mad supportive. And I was like, oh, this nigga's dope. And I started checking your shit. I was like, oh, he's like really dope. Like, yeah, he's, he's dope. Appreciate and, like, that. I feel like for you've sure. got this really like, 
tight knit writing community like us. Mm-hmm. Then we got Regina. And Shout out Regina people, again. Like Matt Ritchie, Ahmad mm-hmm. Davis. Yep. Like yes, a sir. bunch of really cool people that we absolutely. Uh, and Jira. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the woman. And Jira. Um, bunch bunch of other people. I, I can name so many, but right. I feel like we have this really supportive, tight knit writing community, and like it was something that I, I sought out. It was like I, I I want peers in this that I I, I fuck with, like because mm-hmm. a lot of writers are weird, like they're weird people, and and <laughs> and a lot of them aren't cool when you meet them in person. Like, right. The, the, mm-hmm. So it's like meeting people like y'all are refreshing. Like, what's it feel like to kind of be in what I describe as like there's a renaissance of black writers right mm-hmm. now. Like we we do the best shit, and mm-hmm. we're we're leading great places up rocks complex like we're leading these great places so what's it feel like to be part of that because I, I consider you two like very significant parts of why there's a black writer renaissance right now bro it's inspiring bro like seeing wango you you know what i'm saying so many andre my co-worker like there's so oh, andre is andre's so different i would love to write like andre is andre is different bro. like bro, there's just so many just like dog. there's so many there's so many, you know, people who Tell inspire me. And, like, I genuinely... And, obviously, the super OGs, like, Craig and, Craig and, and people yeah, like that. Well, William you know, Ketchum. Yeah, like the... Yo, Williams. Yeah, you know, uh, Carl Lamar, obviously. Oh, of course. You know, but it's, like, reading people... Like, like I, I remember someone told me, like, a while ago, like, it's a really important to network, like, laterally. Like, yes. people who is who yes. are your, who you're with. Because, like, when time goes on and when you're at the age of OGs you're going to be with the people who you started out with. Yeah. So it's really important to like be with them and create that type of community and be in that community um, to keep shit alive and going. And mm-hmm. I really, really appreciate just like how dope everyone is. I love reading everyone else's work. Absolutely. Because um, it's inspiring, man. It's really inspiring seeing other people do dope shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's dope. Yeah, I, and, I can't, and I'm, I can't say enough about how thankful I am for how, you know, supportive and genuine... I mm-hmm. feel like everyone is like when you meet people who you fuck with on social media and and, and show love to when they show love back. And mm-hmm. it's like it's a real type of camaraderie that's not this like because it's like we know this industry is very fucking weird. Like yeah. this industry is a lot of doggy yeah, dog. Like yeah. music sucks. Yeah. The music yeah. industry. I want to tell you the music industry sucks. Oh, it's very it sucks. weird, bro. It's like it really sucks. There's yeah. journalists who thinks they're famous. And it's weird. but that's a whole other thing. But like that's a whole other thing. But I'm appreciative of being of knowing people who who are genuine and who help elevate me, basically. Yeah, yeah man. I mean, from where where I'm from, like there's not there are a few writers, and mm-hmm. like shout out the writers, you know, from Rhode Island that are kind of carving out and whatever genre type thing. Like mm-hmm. some of them are political writers, some of them. My my younger brother is a fucking sports writer. Like that's, that's that's dope. his thing. Um, but I've always desired a community of you know music writers because you know you want to be around people, you want to talk to people, you want to be friends with people who understand what the fuck you do and like mm-hmm. what you go through every day. Um, so you know, meeting you, meeting Jordan, mm. like I love it, it was it was it was you too. Love you too, bro. <laughs> it was. It's helped with like the stability, like mentally of like everything and being and knowing that like, okay, like these everyday stresses and like the normal shit of like, mm-hmm. damn, I have a review and an interview due like within these couple days on top of like all the all the other life shit that I got to do. And it's like, fuck, like this is crazy. Um, but knowing that, you know, there's other people that, ha- that have been through that situation Absolutely, might be yeah. going through it at the same time with you. Right. It's yeah. that's what their next week is going to look like. 
all of that is comforting and you know just it helps to like you know go through like the day-to-day week-to-week month-to-month year-to-year motions of everything and I don't know, being a part of the Black Renaissance, like, you you look at it a lot bigger than I do. Like, yeah. I am just happy to be, like, in this world where, yeah. like, other people are writing dope-ass shit. Everyone that you named is great at what they do. And, yeah. like, it's an honor to be, you know, a part yeah. of them because, you know, I just know the kind of work and stuff and just... Yeah. The caliber. Yeah, the stuff that, like, took for me to get here. And it's just like, okay, like, I'm actually, like, it's dope to be considered, like, on this plane with everyone. So, um, but yeah, I don't, like, I don't know. I I sometimes sit down and think, and I'm like, yo, I wonder, like, where everything is going to be in the next year, two, Mm -hmm. three years. Like, it's, like, crazy to think about. But, you know, I know everyone's doing their thing, and they're Mm -hmm. they're really good at it, and they're doing it well. So, like, I'm just excited to see, like, where this goes and what doors it opens and, you know, where we just all end up. I'm curious for y'all. So, one thing I always ask Armand, and he's he's answered a few different times on it, but Mm -hmm. we talked about, Wong, you talked about, like, not doing things you like or doing things that you don't like to Mm -hmm. do, right? Sure. How do you guys remain responsible journalists and give the craft everything that it needs to give when Mm -hmm. you're writing about a piece or assign something that you're just not into? How do you set aside that personal mm. disdain or maybe it. dislike for something? And how do you approach just like, I can, I'm gonna, it's gonna be Wango in this piece, it's gonna be Jordan's piece, mm-hmm. but I don't like this at all. Mm. I think a perfect example, well, there's two examples that I, I know I've gone through and I've been very conscious of it is um, the whole Takashi 6ix9ine shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, his kind of just everything, comeback, <laughs> whatever you wanna call it, and Tory Lane's. Those are two people that I couldn't care less to write about. Like, right. I would prefer to skip over whatever shit they're doing, but I've also I, I understand that these kind of things are needed to keep the lights on. Mm-hmm. Um, the way I see it is, and you know, it's it's very it's funny to me. It's funny to me because like. I or someone else will post shit mm-hmm. and you'll get a whole bunch of quote retweets that are like, you know, who gives a fuck about this? Like, why, why are y'all talking? <laughs> but if I look at the numbers on this post, a lot of niggas do care about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you like you might not, but right. a lot of people do. And this, unfortunately, the way that kind of like online journalism is set up like it's very click based and you need to get those clicks in to keep the lights on in order to write about the shit that you actually do want to write about and um it's unfortunate that way but that's kind of the way i've learned to accept that and at the same time like these things that are happening are part of news Mm -hmm. like you do have to kind of tell the whole story so like with this whole like tori and megan shit that's going on the bullshit that tori says like you do have to document that. So, like, years later, when we're looking back at the situation, we're going to be like, yeah, Tori said this, Tori said that, Tori said that. The nigga's fucked up in the head. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. we can have it all there to look back on and yeah. say that rather than it being like, well, did he? Like, Who said and, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the same thing with Takashi. Like, I think the, the whole rise and fall of Takashi's like, speaks to, like, something in hip-hop. I don't know. I'm sure there's somebody that's able to, like, pull out that whole situation and, and draw a conclusion from it. But that situation did happen. And, you know, it it, it it's a part of music history, hip-hop history, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. 
Um, so just looking at it as one, yeah, we kind of need to do these things to keep the lights on and being able to write what I want to write about because there's definitely things that there's artists that, you know, aren't the biggest in the world, but probably because I've written the things that I don't want to write about that I do get to think, write about the things that I'm passionate about. Yeah. Um, and then just looking at it as like this kind of journalism is like a day-to-day history thing and mm. we do need to keep track of things and we do need to, you know, write and report things so that, you know, down the line when we need, when one, we need to refer to it, it's there. And two, there's going to be, there's some kid that's like, hella young that's going to want to study hip-hop and or Mm -hmm. study music or whatever and they're going to want to look to things so it's like we need to make sure that we're accurately reporting these things and telling the whole story so that when they look back at it they're getting the full picture and they're able to draw the best conclusion that they can there's a responsibility element to yeah absolutely like that ethical thing that it goes beyond just a single person yeah yeah, yeah. and that's why honestly and that's why also uh even as much as as difficult as it is to to write about news and stuff, I'm appreciative of it because it's built a foundation for me of being able to unbiasedly write things. Right. Like when exactly. I'm when I have to write an aggregated news piece about Tory Lanez and Megan's case or Takashi or Will and Chris Rock, like things like that, <laughs> where I don't where I don't want to write about these things, um, but I'm able to write about them exactly. As it is, as you know, exactly, yeah. not really give my opinion on it. Just write exactly what's happening right now yeah. as it is has helped outside of the news writing me whenever I'm like writing a review or if I'm writing anything, an essay or anything else, I'm able to put my opinion into it, but also be cognizant of where my opinion is and where Absolutely. the facts are. So I'm able to section out essays of like, here's what I think, but also Here's ex- like I did that with the Larry Hoover concert. Like mm-hmm. when I went for the Kanye Drake shit, I wrote, you know, the beginning of like my experience, the middle section of exactly how we got here, mm-hmm. i.e. like who Larry Hoover is, why he's in prison, why Kanye wants to right. free him, yeah. how that right. history was, and then how I felt like the concert wasn't about freeing Larry Hoover at all. And at it was all. more of like a ego trip for Kanye to mm-hmm. Absolutely. try to get his wife back. <laughs> pinned as a Larry Hoover benefit concert. It's mm-hmm. crazy as fuck. Yeah. But I was able to give right. the entire picture rather than just my opinion. Yeah. So that's why I'm also really appreciative of, of news because without it, I wouldn't be able to do that. 100%. So, 100%. Um, I know for me, and I try not to do this, but you, as a writer, you'll write a certain story and it'll just be incredible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And subconsciously or consciously, you'll be chasing that story. And so for me, it's the Brent Fias album review that I did. Right. I that's feel like I think story. that's the best writing I've ever done. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And every time I write something, I try to hold it to that standard. But it mm-hmm. was like there was just so much going on in that moment for me to produce that. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's a losing battle because I'm never going to be at the point that I was when I wrote that story. Right. Mm-hmm. For y'all, what's that story for you that you feel like consciously or subconsciously you're chasing that impact that it had on you personally, but also the impact that it had on the people. Mm. I mean, honestly, when I write shit, I write and forget. Mm-hmm. Like, because you you write a lot more often than I do. Both of you write way more often. Yeah, than I like I just writing is like <laughs> as much as I love it, it is an exhausting exercise. It and is. Like you are mm-hmm. like scrambling to get all these words out of your head and these concepts and be able to string them together and put it in, and get it out as smooth as possible and mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. 
I can't tell you how many like frustrating like times I've had where it's like in the morning, like I've thought of something, I'm like, oh, this is dope, like, and stupid me didn't write it down or like scribble mm-hmm. it down somewhere, and it's time to write, and I completely forgot, and like <laughs> it fucks up everything. Um, so yeah, it is like that. But if I had to pick one, and I, I recently looked back at it after uh, she won her two Grammys, but. Jasmine Sullivan's Hotels review that I did, I mm. read it and I was like, damn, like I was in a zone you spies. for mm-hmm. this one. Like I I was like, oh shit, like this, like I don't even remember like writing, like I don't Submitting. like, yeah, it was Submitting. just, yeah, yeah, it's just kind of throwing it out. And um, that, that kind of came as a change in my writing process. Um, mm-hmm. Just, um, yeah, that, that, that one was a part of just me trusting myself more as a writer and not trying mm-hmm. to like construct like this thing and just right. be like you you know how you feel about this project so just yeah. write it mm-hmm. trust that you'll be able to translate that correctly and that a yes. reader will be able to understand mm-hmm. um shout out aaron for that advice and yeah that that's definitely one that um Dope. for sure yeah that's the one for me yeah i think um and i'm glad you answered first because it gave me a lot of time <laughs> <laughs> um i think one would be um honestly and it's super random but my 30 album review, Adele, mm-hmm. that was, it was a blurb, but it was it like was a, a good long blurb. ass blurb. It was a good blurb. Yeah, it was for sure. And it was just because, like, that album, you know, shout out to exactly who you know you, who you are, Ooh. really touched me because it was like a divorce <laughs> album. And, like, yeah. I'm 23, I haven't got divorced, but, like, <laughs> man, the time when that joint came yeah. out. Uh oh. Whoo! It hit me like mm. I drink wine, a drink drinking wine. I drink wine. I drink wine. I drink wine. Yeah, yeah. That song right there, yeah, man. So like, I really, I really wrote that shit. You feel yeah. me? And I really wrote the fuck out of it, and I'm really, really proud of that. That and honestly, the the Drake Larry Hoover, the Drake Kanye Larry Hoover concert mm-hmm. uh, essay, only because of just how chaotic it was for me to write that. Like, I wrote that shit. After the concert, we was up. Uh, yeah, yeah, facts, we was up. Actually, <laughs> we was up. <laughs> it was like it was like fucking three a.m. Yeah. I had a flight at eight a.m., so I had to get to the airport at like seven a.m. Yeah. And I just wrote that shit mm-hmm. straight um, because it had to get turned in the next day. Yeah, and like it was just the the concert itself was so like a surreal, weird, wild moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that was so unexpected uh, and. And I pre-wrote it too. Like I re I pre-wrote all of like the Larry Hoover shit because I knew the like I already knew the Larry Hoover shit. So I could write that already. Yeah. And then the experiences that I had, I would write in and fill mm-hmm. in. Um, but just the way I wrote it, like the process of which I wrote it was fucking wild. I was like so thankful that it came out the way that it did. Mm-hmm. And I was able to capture this moment in a way that I felt like really spoke to how I felt about it. Because yeah. there was a lot of coverage about it being, oh, this like crazy brilliant thing. But like I really, and there was, and then conversely, there was a lot of coverage about how it was like this weird thing that wasn't about Larry Hoover. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's how I felt. And even though like, and I feel like I could say this, <laughs> Complex Loves Kanye. They do. <laughs> and like, Yo. we love to cover Kanye and Everyone shit. does, though. You know what I'm because saying? Because that nigga brings in, like, clicks. Exactly. Bro. Big clicks. So it wasn't the best to write a non-favorable article about Kanye West. But mm-hmm. hey. um, I was really glad to have been able to write that. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it just came out really dope. And I, I because I write a lot of interviews and I'm now starting to write more essays I lean into that because I tr- I'm trying to recapture that feeling of because mm-hmm. like you said earlier, writing an essay like an album review or whatever type of essay it is is completely different 
They're writing an interview because the interview is just like the intro, which right. you can make the intro heat, but then it's just transcription. Yeah. transcription you know, yeah. but the essay, or I mean, the album review or anything else is just straight text. It's you. just straight your up thoughts, you. Your perspective, so you really got to come correct for like, it's like a whole basketball game. Like, you have to come correct the entirety of the mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, that, that was probably, that would probably be it for me. Okay, wait, you guys, wait, wait, wait. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, he's about to get... This <laughs> guy, bro. Honestly, because I got to re-up my cup. Oh my place cup. I'm re-up my cup, go too. Ahead. Go ahead. I'll, I'll ask the question while you re-up. Um, you guys have touched on the writing process a little bit, and my writing process has changed a, a, a lot over the years. It's been very, very different based off of where I've been and what I've been responsible for writing about, right. all that. So I want you to get into what your writing process is at this, at this stage of your career, being that you're complex staff writer you know previously you've dabbled freelancing a bunch of different places like what what is your writing process man i'll wait for them to come back <laughs> man it's truly like madness because i'm crazy so like i'll like <laughs> like i'll be i'll be like i think I'm it's crazy, crazy. Bro, crazy. <laughs> it might be crazy bro like i'll think of something and like it could be something that would go in the middle of the essay like so a fire two sentences yeah and i'll write that shit down immediately and, but it'll just be a continuous that of like me thinking of random dope sentences, phrases, mm-hmm. ways I want to put things. And I'll just write it, write it, write it, write it, write it until I have a crazy compilation of just of a heat. mishmash of mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. And then what I call the puzzle phase is like I will try to puzzle these things together mm-hmm. of like, okay, this would make sense in the intro. Okay, yeah. this is kind of like the deposition of like, all right, this is all the blah, 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 blah like background, what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, I did this recently for the Dreamville, my Dreamville review, Dreamville Fest. Like, I just okay. Here's where like I give the scene setting shit. Here's where the the performances come in. Like, I'll just but like I never write in chronological order ever. Like I can never write just like in order. Like it's always like me piecing shit together. Yeah. And I also think this is like to a fault I need to work on is like I write shit in like one long ass sitting and then I'll like revisit revise revisit revise revisit revise I don't think I've ever really written something halfway Mm -hmm. stopped and then came back the next day like it wouldn't matter how late it is in the night I would just write like straight through yeah all I have to complete the entire thing and then once I have something I'll go back see what needs to change see what needs to go see like and sometimes I'll just rewrite the entire thing but I just need to have something there Cause I'm super forgetful and I'm like so afraid of like forgetting shit. And like, especially like, like I'm literally like my notes app is fucking ridiculous because (laughs) my notes app is just filled with like sentences, like phrases, titles. Like sometimes like I'll have a title and that'll guide in, it won't, it won't even end up being the final headline, Mm -hmm. but it'll guide how, like literally the first time that the shit that I thought would be the headline that was actually the headline was for Dreamo Fest. It was um, Dreamville Fest 2022 was a family reunion. Mm-hmm. That's what I wrote before I had anything. That was the mm-hmm. first thing before I even got there because yeah. I had a feeling that I was going to ha- be like that. It's so hard to come up with headlines too. Bro, it's, that was the f- hard. That was the first time that a headline that I came up with was the headline. Yeah. Like every time I was, it would either be I couldn't think of one or the editor would think of something that would make more sense with yeah. what I wrote. Headline writing is super it's hard. hard. Like, it's hard. That shit? It's so hard. Man, so you can go clever. You can go just straightforward. You can go humorous. Like, Bro, it's difficult. So, so many different angles you can take it, but it really does kind of uh, 
outline what the writing is mm-hmm. but sometimes when you're when you do the writing first then you come up with the headline it's 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 so interesting it's like sometimes i'll get the headline first then do the writing or i'll right. do the writing first then i'll get the headline and, shit is difficult by the way i'm drunk another. just had it's to, okay it's okay this is straight of whatever this is um, that is in my cup so it's, not, it's not that bad wango what, what i asked before you dipped was uh what yeah. what your writing process is like so i said the same I, shit. I know mine has changed a lot and you, for you two who you you guys write often you have to do news writing album reviews interviews essays all that stuff so like what is your writing process like um so to best speak to my writing process i'll focus on album reviews that's that's mostly what i do um so when i first started it was very um so i listened to the album mm-hmm. just to get comfortable with it and then probably for a day i'll listen to it and i'll take notes for each song like whatever mm-hmm. comes to mind sonically conceptually and just what I think they're trying to do. Because I think for album for album reviews, and this is something I think like a lot of people like should try and do a better job of, is taking a moment to understand at least what the artist is trying to accomplish. Come on. Mm-hmm. Come on. And not so much what you thought they should do for this specific project and how well they did what you thought they should do. Right. The artist doesn't know you. They don't care about you. So they may or may not achieve Gems. that goal. Um, so just taking a moment to understand what they try to do and then from then being like, okay, how well did they achieve that goal? Um, so that's that's where the, the note-taking part for me came from. But um, as I wrote these reviews, um, they just were constructed the same. There was no, like, variety to it. And shout-out to Phil. Um, Big Phil. My guy Phil, who, like, one time told me, he was just like, you know, you're kind of doing the same thing. Like, you know, you... You go through this, you do this song, you talk about it, you go to the next song, talk about it, you go to the, you know, and then mm-hmm. you just like switch it up, spice it up. And that was when I realized that I was so like tethered to my process mm-hmm. that I just only knew mm-hmm. that process. Mm-hmm. So at that point, this is where I get into like chapter two of like my writing process. I just decided like, okay, fuck it. Like I'm not going to do these notes no more. Like I'm going to listen to these albums. If something comes to mind as I'm listening, mm-hmm. I'll jot it down so I remember yeah. it. But that's 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 what I started to do, and I did that for about a year, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of went through it like that. And then recently, I went back to the note taking just because I, I I started getting overwhelmed with the things that got to mind, and really just mm-hmm. so it was just more of a way to like, okay, let me put these thoughts together. But yeah. since I'd practiced the variety aspect and just ch- switching the flow and looking at it from different aspects for so long, like it kind of ties together now. There might be a point where I might say, fuck it again to the notes and just go off, you know, just sit down and type some shit up. Yeah. Um, which by all means, it doesn't happen quickly. Like it, it this mm-hmm. is like three, four hours. This, this takes a while like, right. yeah. type thing. So this is, I'm not in there like Wayne, just busting out three <laughs> verses in 20 minutes and you know, so it's, it's a wrap. Right. No, no, no. This is, this is hella long. Um, but, someone's calling. But, <laughs> Yeah, so that at least now where I'm at with it is just back to the note taking, do a lot of note taking so that I at least take a moment to understand everything that an artist is trying to accomplish. Yeah. Um but also giving myself the space to dive into that world and just wander and find find some shit and then yeah. just write about it and Absolutely. not have it be the same starting and same end point because i don't ever want to bore a reader and yeah. where they're like eh, i know what he's gonna do like <laughs> i want you to come in i feel like to get the, it's like it's like an artist finding their sound 
Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like y'all finding your voice, right? Yes. It's like, but you have to go through the chapter one of taking notes, mm-hmm. song by song, right. almost methodical, right? You yeah. have to set your feet, know how to set your feet before you take a shot. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You have mm-hmm. to shoot an elbow jumper before you hit in three. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like the fundamental right. stuff. So I kind of yeah. got to the, go you, you, you right. pass that part. So now I'm saying, okay, now I'm making reads essentially. Yeah, You're making yeah, reads yeah. on yeah. okay. I like this, boom, boom, boom. So yeah, no, it's, exactly. it's, it's natural. It's a part of the craft. Yeah, exactly. craft. Nobody's good at the shit when they start out. Oh yeah, and nobody. No, Yo, no, no. 2018 Armand, I thought I was him with music journalism. Yeah. Look at me four years later. 2018 Armand was trash compared I don't read to the nigga I am now. I, I, no, I avoid it too. I avoid not. it too. Like there's a couple pieces I go back to because I'm like, damn, I really snapped. For the most part, I, I cringe when I read my old mm-hmm. shit. I'm just like, wow. I, I was really putting this out thinking it was, <laughs> it was premium content. Bro. Look at look at what I'm doing now. Look it's all at, and I know three years from now I'm gonna look at my shit now. Like, yep, that bag was ass, <laughs> and, right. and I'm him right now. Right. It's like, <laughs> like, who hired him? What are we yeah, bro? Doing? What? Like, why did these niggas commission me? Yeah, I, I, I wasn't. Niggas is crazy. I'm just getting better. But um, yeah. So something people something uh, that people ask me a lot is what my future plans are because I'm a writer now. Obviously, as young, to dog. And I tell them I don't want to write forever. I love it. Mm-hmm. I could do it forever, but I don't want to do it forever. Mm-hmm. Do y'all want to write forever? Mm. You know, I like you just said, niggas get that question all the time. Of like, oh, so like when once I tell someone I'm a writer, I'm like, okay, so like, what what's your plan? <laughs> what's well, like, mm-hmm. okay, like what's so what do you, where do you see this going? And honestly, you know, I love what I do, um, and I also love talking. Mm-hmm. As you would probably gather from this podcast, no, I, I have no idea. <laughs> um, I have no idea. So, and right. honestly, and you know, and maybe this is a cliche, but like, maybe not. I don't know. It's probably cliche in the journalism world. But like, I look at like someone like Elliot Wilson, right? Him. Who's like a triple OG. Him. Who? Yeah, him. Absolutely. Literally the hove of journalism, <laughs> basically. And like, the way his career has evolved from like. Being a writer to an editor in chief to founding a magazine to mm. then founding a podcast and then kind of being this like mogul journalist interviewer person, I yeah. think is like the most ideal. Like, if I were to have like a, I guess, a dream route to where I was going, it would be something like Elliot, where like at however old Elliot is now, I would still be able to, you know talk about the shit that I care about and be and commentate on it mm-hmm. in a meaningful way, in a yeah. way that people gave a fuck about, in a way that influenced the culture without, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't obviously see myself in five, six years being in the position that I'm in mm-hmm. or doing the exact thing that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of how unconventional this industry is and how, like, yes. it's not like this Bloomberg, like, these are the steps and hierarchies to become a CEO yeah. type of thing. Mm-hmm. It's very, like, weird mm-hmm. and just random, I feel like, in some instances mm-hmm. of, like, how you rise and your your role changes. Yeah. Um, you know, I would hope to be like Elliot, basically. and cool. and um. And if not, just kind of figure it out, you know, and figure out how and fi- and, and see how things change. Because also this industry is ever evolving. Yeah. Like yeah. 10 years ago, music journalism looked nothing like how it does today. So Absolutely. only God knows what it's going to look like 10 years from now. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, and I just honestly hope that I think in general, I'm able to g- gain the skill set to adapt. Because I think that's the most important thing about this industry is like, <clears throat> like 
Elliot started Rap Radar before podcasting and, and shit like that was even a thing mm-hmm. for real. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah. So I think just kind of gaining the the foresight of, of recognizing what the next thing is and understanding what skills I would need to be as involved as I want to be in the next thing is kind of how I hope my career evolves and how I evolve over time. 100%. Um, well, I guess. Same question, uh, do I want to write forever? Yeah, I, I definitely do. Um, mm-hmm. I think I would absolutely want to write, you know, until I die. Do I want to write at the rate that I do now? <laughs> Probably not. Facts. I think it'll get definitely get to a point where I, I would like to cool it down. I think right now where I'm at is like I would love a, li- a life of just like profiling people. Like I really do enjoy. Um, I know I said album reviews earlier, but I, I I also do enjoy sitting down with people and like hearing about their life but also trying to get the different you know things that they may not have talked about Mm -hmm. and just really trying to complete the story and and you know detail things about people a person that people may know or they may not know um so that is kind of my thing but at the same time i think (laughs) at the end of the day i want to be creative for the rest of my life um absolutely and that might be through writing that might be through maybe a podcast that mm-hmm. I start at some point you know I mm-hmm. I I I know at the I'm too much of a perfectionist and I really will not do shit if I don't think it's thought out perfectly yeah. and like every little thing and I've been I've been given advice over the years where it's like shit ain't gonna be perfect until you start and see where you fucking up to be able to you know correct these things but I know like just deep down like that for a lot of things that's that's what holding me back like admittedly I'm not I'm not ashamed to admit that but um there are a lot of different avenues that I would love to go down um you know in the future and I know what I'm doing now is kind of opening the doors to be able Mm -hmm. to do that Mm -hmm. so yeah um I definitely want to write forever like definitely like I got like little kids running around the crib. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. definitely still gonna be writing for sure. Y'all be yeah, quiet. Sure. I gotta go write this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Y'all make it too much daddy like, like little baby's twentieth album came out. Like, yeah. get this shit on. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> but, Imagine he made it to twenty. Yeah. We're gonna see. He be he good. He's, he's, Hold he's, at thirteen. Stop it. Stop it. Baby, not baby dropping at a baby. Baby, oh, wait, got, a right, baby got to do a seven year run first. Yeah, he probably will. Maybe not. Maybe not the greatest ever breathing, but. He's not, he's, not, he's not. That's he's not nav. He's not. <laughs> See how you could just lie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I want to be able to tell stories yeah. and um, also help artists. That might be a role that I'd like dive into. Mm-hmm. Like you do it already from like a behind, behind the, the scenes, scenes things yeah. type Facts. thing. I don't. I don't ever want it to be like. I'm I'm okay with like if you win that Grammy, I don't gotta be one of the niggas like standing on the stage with you. It's cool. Like I, yeah. I would love to just do the behind the scenes stuff, um, whether that's writing, whether that's something else that I take up. But yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Right. Amazing, amazing. Well, brothers, I want to thank y'all so much for coming through yes, sir. to the busy verse. Thank um, you. Shout out to the Terramana. It's over already? Yeah, yeah. I know. We, we, oh, we could have went another hour, hey. two hours. I know. It's right, big fun, right. big fun. What? Well, maybe we'll do a Twitter spaces for y'all. Something. Might have yeah. to. There's we, a lot uh, of gems yeah, 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 in this yeah, convo. Yeah. Nah, we, 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 we got to a lot, but we could have got to a lot more. So I yes, want to thank Jordan and Wango for joining us in the busy verse. Yes, um, make sure that y'all That's subscribe. Love. Tell them where to, where to follow y'all. Go for on it. social media. 
Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at JRose the Return. That is J R O S E the Return. <laughs> and and quick, 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 quick. It comes from D Rose the Return. Uh, if you ever uh, were curious where my ending came from, when D Rose first injured himself, D Rose is my favorite basketball player. First injured himself, he had a whole campaign called D Rose the Return to first come back. And that's when I made Twitter. It was like mm. 2012, 2013. Yeah. Amazing. And that's my goat. So that's on Twitter and saints.roze on Instagram. My last name is Rose, though, like the flower. Don't get it twisted. There you go. Oh, yeah. Wongus. I'll make this shit real simple for y'all. <laughs> it's Where's Wongo, Twitter and uh, Instagram. The chain says so. See you, Waldo. Um, where's Waldo? Don't matter. It's where's, where's Waldo? Fuck that nigga. Where's Waldo? Um, but that's where it came from. Uh, high school. I was like, I need some flash shit for like my Twitter name, and I sat around, it thought works. about it, and it was Waldo, and I was like, Where's Wongo? And it's been that ever since. <laughs> but where's Wongo? That's W H E R E S Wongo W N G O. Twitter, Instagram. What else I got that as? That's my email too. Y'all can send me some shit. Don't, don't tell them the email. The email in the bio is fine. Oh shit! Yeah, they, don't, they don't know the pitch him, but don't DM. Don't DM. I, I hate Ooh. getting DM music pitches. Wait, who can DM? Me? DM artists. Oh, yeah. Women, <laughs> women, women. You are free to DM. We get to my Hennessy story, but the DMs is not shut down for everybody. <laughs> the Hennessy story for the off camera. Oh my god! Yeah. So thank you again to my brothers, yeah, Wango and Jordan, for joining us. Thank you to my executive producer Nick Early as always for being here yes, with us. Hey. Gems on gems, writers, aspiring writers, aspiring yes, creatives. There's Tap a lot in. to get from this conversation. Don't worry. The conversation will be continued with Actually. our brothers. But most importantly, we want you all to stay safe, stay humble, and stay busy. Baby girl, baby girl, how you feeling? I've been out in the world, staying busy. Taking time, getting right if you miss me.